What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Modern Day Debate. So glad you could make it for our juicy debate. We have an atheist versus creationist discussion happening this evening, uh, and the floor is going to be passed over to Jamie to get us started. So hit the like button, hit the share, and Jamie, the floor is all yours. Um, I don't think we're live yet, are we? Oh, yeah, okay. Sure. All right, let me go ahead and transfer over to my presentation because we're just going to go straight into it. Uh, for those that don't know me, my name is Jamie with Studio 215 Official. Um, for the past couple months, I've been on hiatus from making videos because my studio is in my garage and it gets very hot in Texas. Um, but I will be making videos again soon. So if y'all are interested, go check out my channel. It's literally Studio 215 Official. Um, today, we're going to be doing evolution on trial for the topic of the debate. I have a presentation. I'm going to go ahead and put that in full screen and I'll just kind of run through that presentation. I probably won't use the full 10 minutes. I want to keep it simple because we're going to try and cover a lot of topics. And then um, once we're done with this presentation, Daniel Hume can take over and we'll go from there. All right. So just make sure I got my buttons all good to go. Here, all right. Nice so and big as well. Yeah. So evolution on trial. <clears throat> now, let's start with just a general summary of evolution. Um, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, right? That's essentially what evolution is teaching, but they're trying to make it um, science. Another way to say this is once upon a time, because once again, none of this is observable, um, but I will let Daniel be the one to try and argue that it is observable. So the summary of evolution is once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, nothing existed, that nothing exploded, and then that explosion created everything we see in the universe. Now, when the Earth was first created in this universe, it was a hot ball of rock. Um, that's a lot of evolutionists say we don't come from rocks, but uh, technically you do because that's what you say. We started with the ball of rock. Then it rained on the rocks for millions of years. And we finally get the Earth, but not with life yet. It was just the Earth with primordial soup. Um, from there... We got the first living organism, and that organism created all the other organisms in the tree of life. So that's essentially the summary of evolution. Um, is this scientific? If you're going by the scientific method, which is to study, observe, test, demonstrate, all of that, I would say that that is a hard no. Um, as crazy as that sounds, this is the general idea of what evolution teaches. Now let's go ahead and take a deeper look because I know there was a lot in there. And I feel like if we kind of break it down into sections, it'll be easier for Daniel to kind of approach each one of these parts of the theory. So a lot of the evolutionists, they hate seeing this. Um, I'll turn off my camera for a second. All right. Uh, they hate seeing this because they only want evolution to be macro and micro evolution. But you can't have micro without macro. You can't have macro without organic so on and so forth. So therefore, you have to have all of these things exist in order for evolution to take place. So we are going to go through the six stages of evolution, and then you can kind of break it down from there on your part of the opening. Uh, the first stage, cosmic evolution, this is going to be time, space, matters, origin, which is also known as the Big Bang. Chemical evolution is how did we get all the elements from the Big Bang. Stellar evolution is the stars and the planets form formation. 
From there, we have organic evolution, which is also known as abiogenesis, the origin of life. Macroevolution is where we see one kind turn to another. And then microevolution is what I would actually call real science, and that is just variations. So cosmic evolution, the origin of time, space, and matter. With this, there's three big problems. I mean, there's a lot more than just three, but the three main problems are going to be where did time, space, and matter come from? Um, does this violate the laws of thermodynamics? And does it violate physics, right? Uh, first, where did time, space, and matter come from? Uh, the Big Bang does not explain where time, space, and matter came from. The theory states that all of this material already existed prior to this in a dot smaller than a proton that evolutionists call a singularity. Without time, space, and matter already existing, the Big Bang event would not be able to take place because this explosion, or as they like to say, rapid expansion, is merely a product of these materials collapsing within themselves. Therefore, it is impossible for the Big Bang to create everything in the universe as we know it, and like the materials in this imaginary event, the theory collapses on itself before it even begins. Um, so the next question that we would like to get a good answer to from you, Daniel, is does the Big Bang violate the laws of thermodynamics? Um, for that, we're just going to look at the first and the second. The first law of thermodynamics states that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed from one form to another. I've heard people say that that's only within a closed system. And I would argue that the universe is a closed system because it is finite. In order for it to be an open system, it has to be infinite. And physics has proven otherwise. Uh, the sci this scientific law means that nothing can't create something. Um, that's the most simple way to narrow it down. Um, and when you look at it this way, evolution teaches the exact opposite of this scientific law with some textbooks even directly quoting that nothing created everything. The second law of thermodynamics shows uh, it states that all things trend towards a state of chaos. This means that given enough time, like evolution uses in its theory, millions of years, billions of years, given enough time, eventually everything will reach a state of death, decay, or deterioration. Uh, evolution teaches the exact opposite of the scientific law, which is that given enough time, things will only get bigger, better, stronger, and so on until we become super extraterrestrial beings that don't need bodies or however far they've taken it nowadays. Um, so the final question for the Big Bang and cosmic evolution is, does the Big Bang violate the laws of physics? Uh, for this, we're just going to look at conservation of angular momentum. But if you talk to actual physicists, which I am not, um, they have plenty more problems that they can point out, although this is the most simple and probably the one that we'll only really have time to cover. Um, so the conservation of angular momentum, essentially to simplify it as simple as possible um, on a fourth grade level, I guess you would say, uh, imagine we have a grenade and that grenade explodes. Once that explosion takes place, we expect a specific pattern of the shrapnel's rotation. And that is essentially what the conservation of angular momentum is, is um, formulating. Um, the idea is that if there was a massive explosion or rapid expansion that created everything in the universe, then we would expect to see a coordinated pattern of rotation all throughout the universe. The truth is that we see exactly the opposite. And here's just a few examples. Um, oops, I thought I took that out. My apologies. That's just the definition if y'all want to um, pause that and, and go back later and watch that. Um, but we'll go ahead and skip that for now. Uh, here's the examples for how this doesn't make sense in the Big Bang worldview. Uh, Venus and Uranus rotate backwards from each other. 
from the other six planets in our solar system, we would expect them to not do that since they all came from the same explosion as us. Um, we have some theories about how the spin of Venus may have been pulled into the sink with the Earth. Unfortunately, they don't really work. And this is from um, David Harry Grinspoon, which is an assistant professor of astrophysics and planetary sciences. And this was published in Venus Revealed. So they know that these rotations are a problem for the Big Bang Theory. Um, also, eight out of 91 moons rotate backwards. Jupiter, Saturn, and Neptune have moons orbiting in both directions. If the Big Bang did take place, and based on the conservation of angular momentum, we should not have two moons in the same orbit rotating in different directions. Um, so I'd like to see an answer for how that makes sense in the light of the Big Bang theory. Um, next, we have chemical and stellar evolution, and we're actually going to tackle two of the stages at once with this one because they kind of need each other. Um, one can't exist without the other. It's like a chicken and the egg problem. Um, here's an article. I'll just read a short little clip from it. It says, during the formation of the universe some 14 billion years ago, um, the Big Bang created hydrogen, helium, as one of the clouds of cosmic dust and gases from the Big Bang cooled, stars formed, and then these grouped together to form galaxies. Uh, my apologies. Hi it, it's hydrogen, helium, lithium, and beryllium. The other two weren't highlighted, so I just kind of glanced over them. But four chemicals that were made during the Big Bang. Okay, well, that's all great and dandy. According to this article, during the Big Bang, four main elements were created. Hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium. Um, this is not proven. This is theoretical. They have not observed this, so it's technically not a scientific fact. Um, but this is the best theory that they have. Um, next in the process, we need to evolve the rest of the elements in the periodic table. Uh, the way that they would answer this chemical evolution problem would be with stellar evolution. Evolution tries to explain that by uh, evolution tries to explain this by saying that the rest of the elements were formed by the stars. So according to evolution, chemical and stellar evolution must have happened simultaneously. However, when we look at what is inside of a star, according to these charts, this is the process of the star's growth and what elements it would create. Um, there's iron, silicon, sulfur, oxygen, magnesium, neon, carbon, helium, hydrogen. Uh, this is only nine elements, and none of these elements are higher than iron on the periodic table. There's a reason that I point out that none of these are higher than iron on the periodic table. Uh, it's an important detail because observation shows us that we cannot fuse past iron very well. It does not, it does not hold stably. Um, I know that's not a correct grammar, but um, just work with me here. Um, so how do we get all of the rest of these elements? This is what chemical and stellar evolution would need to be successful and take us to the next stage. Without this, you can't get to the next stage of evolution. Evolution brings no answers for these issues. Three stages so far, and all of them have failed to stand true against scientific scrutiny. So I think it's safe to say that the idea of evolution falls apart before it even really begins. Um, the next stage will be organic evolution. This is abiogenesis, and there's literally a million different routes you can take with abiogenesis because the truth is that while organic evolution is the most important stage of evolution, as it's supposed to have the answers to the origin of life, um, the idea is that life formed from non-living material, and this has never been observed, tested, or replicated. Um, 15 seconds, okay. So in fact, to take this even one step further, all of the experiments have failed miserably to prove this, and no one in the scientific community can even agree on a theory to how this could happen. If you ask abiogenesis, they have a million different answers, and they don't have a confirmed uh, theory that they can all agree on. Macro and microevolution are pretty self-explanatory, so I'll go ahead and skip that part of the presentation.
Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for that opening statement there, Jamie. We're going to hand the floor right over to Daniel. So thank you for being here, and the floor is yours. Okay. Thank you, Ryan, for hosting this debate. Uh, thank you, Jamie, for providing the challenge to the facts of evolution. And thank you to all of you for, for watching and taking your time with me uh, and my accent and uh, taking your time with us, two non-evolutionary biologists uh, talking about evolution and biology and uh, According to, to Jamie, we should be talking about uh, physics and cosmology, astronomy, and a lot of other sciences. But tonight's topic is evolution on trial. This means that, like in any trial, we will have the lawyer or the defendant, and that's me, and the prosecutor, in this case, Jamie. Just like in a trial, the defendant, evolution, will benefit from the presumption of innocence. In this case, the presumption that it is not false. The burden of proof, then, will rest on the shoulders of the prosecution, and the prosecution will have to prove beyond reasonable doubt that evolution is false. I know that it may seem that going for the highest standard of evidence might be a bit too much, but I disagree. And the reason I disagree is that this exact standard is being used every day by biologists around the world when the theory of evolution is put to the test. So it seems only fair that if you want to disprove one of the most solid theories in the realm of science, the prosecution should have to abide by the same standards. Also, it needs to be pointed out that when talking about evolution, we are indeed referring to the theory of evolution and not to a term that's also adding things like the Big Bang, stellar formation, element synthesis, or abiogenesis, okay? None of those things are part of the theory of evolution. And by removing them from the discussion, I'm also doing the prosecution a favor, since it doesn't force it to also disprove cosmology, astrophysics, nuclear physics, and many other scientific fields. If we want to talk about the theory of evolution, we first need to define our terms. First, let's define what the theory means in the realm of science. A theory is a well-substantiated explanation of an aspect of the natural world. That's it. Secondly, let's define now the theory of evolution. There are many definitions for this theory, and the most basic definition would be the change in heritable characteristics of biological populations over successive generations. And it only addresses diversity of life, not, as I mentioned earlier, its beginning. Okay, so, or abiogenesis. Evolution is being proven by many converging evidence. So, so many that we do not have the time to go through them all. But I do think it's worth mentioning at least a few things that prove it and that the prosecution will have to disprove beyond a reasonable doubt. First, we have transitional fossils. This is one of the most powerful pieces of evidence for evolution right, the existence of transitional fossils. These, are, these fossils are fossils that exhibit characteristics of both ancestral and descendant groups. For example, the fossil record shows us in intermediates between fish and amphibians, reptiles and birds, and even early human ancestors that bridge the gap between apes and modern humans. These fossils demonstrate a clear progression of features mirroring the evolutionary process predicted by the theory. Second, the stratigraphic succession. Fossils are not randomly distributed in the rock layers. They are found in predictable sequences known as stratigraphic succession. This ordered arrangement of fossils corresponds to the ages of the rock layers, with simpler life forms being found in older layers and more complex forms in younger ones. Vestigial structures. Some fossils also reveal vestigial structures, which are anatomical features that have lost their original function due to evolutionary changes. For instance, the wings of flightless birds or the remnants of hind limbs in whales and snakes, right? Those are vestigial uh, structures. 
These structures made little sense from a creationist perspective, but are consistent with evolution, which predicts the retention of ancestral traits. Radiometric dating, right? Fossil dating techniques, such as radiometric dating, provide precise estimates of the ages of fossils and the rock layers they are found in. These dating methods consistently confirm the vast time spans required for the gradual processes of evolution. Genetic similarities. One of the most striking pieces of evidence supporting evolution is the remarkable genetic similarity shared amongst all living organisms. When we examine DNA of diverse species, we find that the genetic code is nearly universal, with the same fundamental genetic code governing life's processes. This consistency implies a common ancestry where all life forms share a common genetic heritage. Endogenous retroviruses, or ERVs for short, they are viral DNA sequences that have become integrated into an organism gen genome. They are shared among different species and they can literally serve as genetic markers of common ancestry. If you want to think about them as ancient cuts that we can still see today, right? In, in, in modern species. The presence, the presence of identical ERVs in the genomes, genomes of various species indicates a shared evolutionary history. Gene duplication. Gene duplication events can result in the creation of new genes with slightly altered functions. Over time, these duplicated genes can evolve into entirely new functions or provide the raw material for evolutionary innovation. The study of gene duplication and divergence supports the concept of genetic evolution. Like all these and more provide a robust defense of the theory of evolution and the prosecution needs to disprove this. All these show a tapestry connecting all life forms on earth and offer compelling support for the idea that all organisms share a common ancestry and have evolved over millions of years. And that's it for me. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you so much for that, Daniel. Uh, and just a quick reminder to everybody, uh, before we go into our open discussion, uh, in case you haven't heard, as our Lord and Savior, James of Modern Day Debate would say, have you been living under a rock? Have you had your hands over your ears, staring off into the sky at Mars, not paying attention to the facts that we have a live debate coming up? And it's going to be DebateCon 4. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm going to be there. A whole bunch of other uh, great speakers, Destiny, Matt Delahoney, Not So Erudite. I could go on and on about uh, uh, some of the faces I'm looking at here as uh, I go down the list. But I just want to let you know that we do have our tickets linked in the description. It's going to be in Dallas, Texas. Uh, so it's going to be uh, November 4th and November 5th. So uh, you can grab the tickets there now. And if you can't make it for the event, uh, you can actually check out uh, the uh, crowdfunding event, which has amazing perks, uh, such as a signed picture of your favorite speaker, uh, or you can also get a one-on-one -on -one with James and uh, ask him why he lets me talk so much on the show, because uh, you know you hate it. Awesome. Let's move into the open discussion, everybody, uh, and we'll kick it back over to Jamie to uh, respond to what he just heard there. Oh, you're on mute. Yeah. Is this a back and forth part? This is going to be the open discussion. Okay. All right. So I'm writing down the list on a notepad right now, um, but I already have it in my text. So I guess I'll just read from the phone. So here's a couple of things. I guess we'll, if you're okay with it, Daniel, we'll just kind of go one through one by one. We have transitional fossils, geologic column, vestigial structures, radiometric dating, genetic similarities and ERVs. Those seem to be the uh, main points that you brought up. Does that sound about accurate? Yeah. Gene duplication too. You know, just Gene duplication. Okay. 
Um, <clears throat> all right. So I first guess of let's all, go ahead. first of all, uh, before we before we go we go into this, uh, I, I want us to kind of agree to the fact that when we're talking about evolution, we're not talking about Big Bang. We're not talking about uh, abiogenesis or like uh, stellar formation or anything of that matter. Because that's right, right. literally not evolution. The, you just want to ignore no, the ignoring. beginning of it all. And I'm talking the about the, the topic yeah. of the debate. Right. right? The topic I'm not of the ignoring. debate is evolution. But yeah, and that's evolution. The, yeah, for the sake of the debate. That's evolution. We'll evolution is the theory the of evolution. And just focus that's on Big Bang. the last two stages. You see, even Big Bang, like literally doesn't say evolution in the name. Okay. It does. It's called cosmic evolution. There's a book written no, no, by, that's, that's by a you. Harvard by a that's Harvard you. professor. Daniel. Harvard uh, professor. Okay. So yes, it, it is cosmic evolution. There is a chart for it. That's you. I taught at Harvard Second University. So uh, if you don't like Big Bang being a part of evolution, go talk to Harvard. But we can just focus on macro and micro evolution since that already has a thousand problems of its own. So first, let's go with transitional fossils. Um, what exactly makes you think that trans transitional fossils prove anything? Because all it is, is people that have a presupposition to evolution, lining up fossils that they found in the dirt and saying that they turned into one another. You don't see these bones turning into another animal. All you see is the bones. So this is your interpretation being put on it. That's not a scientific fact, just because someone with the degree said so. It's not, it's not just me saying it, right? It's not just me saying it. And by the way, when you have those bones, you're saying those bones don't change into anything. Of course they can't, you know, they're just bones, right? They, they don't change into anything, right? But what we can see, we can see the bones of animals gradually transforming from, from one shape to another shape, right? And that thing we can see in, in, the, in the fossil record, right? right and we but... are lucky enough to have that record, right? Because we, we could not have it, right? There, there's a chance that, you know, the, the, the conditions on Earth were not in such a way that we can have those fossils, right? And we can literally see the evolution from one life form to another through the fossil record. Okay, so the thing is, you don't see it, though. You're saying that you see these fossils transition to different shapes, but you don't. You see one set of bones, you see another set of bones, and you connect a line and say, they magically did this. Okay, but that doesn't mean you saw it. To take it even one step further, why don't we observe it in the real world? You're saying that these animals in the past transitioned to completely new animals, but we do not see that in the real world today. So you see, you're adding your interpretation that is not observable to something that you never saw actually happen. Well, we cannot time travel. We, I think we can all agree on that. We cannot time travel. We cannot go back in time. But we can, we can observe things. We can observe the fossils, we can observe the bone structures. Just like in you, for example, at one point you were a newborn, right? Nobody observed every little small incremental way in which you grew up to be you that's talking with me right now. It doesn't mean we didn't grow up, right? It doesn't well, mean we cannot infer from seeing a baby. Yeah, but we cannot, it doesn't mean we cannot infer from seeing a baby, right? That if that baby reaches adulthood is going to have certain characteristics. We, no, we, we can know that. Okay, and yeah, that's something that's that noble, and that's exactly it. what evolution is. No, no, but that's that's exactly the same thing. It's not because right? you're again you're taking one set of bones that are buried in the ground, and then you're taking another set of bones that are buried in the ground, and saying 
these evolved from each other. That doesn't prove it because you line oh, them it, up. It does, it does prove because it that's, that's the inference that we get. That that's the scientific See, method. This right? is we are looking assumption. at things and look. I'm going to give you another another analogy, right? I'm Romanian, and, and this is the this is the reason for my shitty accent. Okay, Romanian is a Romance language, which means it, it, it derives from Latin. Okay, when 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 the Romans came and conquered, you know, my my country, right? There was no Romanian. There was nobody speaking Romanian, right? They were speaking Latin and they were speaking Dacian, right? And at some point, Romanian just appeared, right? But it didn't appear out of nowhere. It appeared from small incremental changes in the language, just like small incremental changes in the DNA of living things produce changes over time. And it's the same thing, right? So as long as we can understand how a, a, a language changes, through time without having to time travel and go back and see exactly how people were, were changed in the language letter by letter and word by word, we can infer that evolution happened in the same kind of process, right? It just takes a lot longer than language formation. That's the only thing. So I, I, I know that, you know, like creationists like to talk about microevolution and, and, you know, most of you agree with that. Oh, that's true. Yes. Evolution is microevolution. Evolution is macroevolution. They're the same thing. Well, you see, know, here's the thing. It's microevolution. Observation time. proves yeah. that there are limitations. Okay. Observations prove there are limitations. So what you're saying is that because I can see someone take Latin and add on to it until it becomes Romanian, therefore cows and whales evolved from each other. Okay. That's not evidence for evolution. But we didn't see anybody Again. doing that to Latin. And okay. you're saying there's limitations? It, what are the limitations? You can, you can trace can it through them? the human history. It's, it's documented in human history. It's not observed by us, but it was observed by generations before us. However, generations before us never observed a whale coming from a, a cow or a cow Nobody. vice versa. That's what I'm Nobody. saying. You don't have any observations no, no. of animals in this world. changing to something else. Nobody in this world, nobody in this world ever, ever, uh, saw the transformation from Latin to Romanian. Nobody. Like nobody saw the, 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 the Latin mother giving birth to like a Romanian child. Understand it? It, it didn't happen because it happened gradually. And I use Romanian still because observed. I could use other languages. <laughs> it was still observed. No, it wasn't the variations observed. That's what I'm of saying. the language were observed and no. documented in history by people that were in that That's process. why I'm using Romanian because Romanian is extremely poorly documented, right? I well, could use like French, French, for example, or Spanish, which I like a lot better documented. But Romanian is not really documented almost at all, right? But we know that happened because we know how the process goes, right? We know how the process goes. And not only that, <clears throat> but we can, we literally did it ourselves, right? We took the wolf and we transformed it into, into a chihuahua. And that's, right, with human you know, intervention. according to you, it but it doesn't matter do that, that by itself. Intervention or not, not. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that we introduced a certain uh, bind, right? It, like the, the pressure to evolve in a certain way came from us, right? Just like in nature, the, the, the pressure to evolve a certain way came from nature. Okay, right? so that example right there, the we took a dog and turned it into more dogs, that means that evolution would require intelligent design. The intelligent no. input of a human no. to take an animal and selectively breed it. That is using no. intelligence, just like no. you would use theistic evolution with God being the intelligent person behind no. it. You don't want to no. say yes, but that's exactly what you just said. Okay. No, you're you're so just making assertions. Use, 
No, it's not at all. Okay. No, it's Look an assertion. You literally said it's only it's only humans can do that. Okay, but can it's we not get a true. moderator to like allow time frames or something here? Because like I'll take myself off mute. Let's just try to keep the points that we're making, uh, you know, focused uh, and, and not too broad. So let's go into one minute back and forth. So I'll start the timer and uh, we'll let you clarify there, Daniel. Uh, one minute. Okay, so it's me now. Okay. Yep. So you're saying that it, it needs an intelligence to, I don't know, to jump in and do those things, but it doesn't. It doesn't. We just need to have like... See, uh, situations on earth that kind of do that thing for 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 the animals right like for example when when uh, the dinosaurs went went extinct right like the, the meteorites struck the earth right that's it that's that's a that's a pressure that was applied on the animals that were on earth right a lot of them just died right most of them just died and the others needed to adapt right and the ones that were like more suitable for the environment they were like living in they just uh, grew and prospered right and they changed they they, they they changed to adapt to the to the environment that we were living in, and that's it. It does not require any sort of intelligence to do that. And if you say it does, you need to prove that there was an intelligence, right? You can't just assert it because we know this happens. We know because we see it even today, and we can make experiments that we and we can see that happens. Okay, so you you used the example of the meteor striking the planet. First off no evidence of that it's not observable the only quote-unquote evidence for that is the fact that there's fossils and the fossils i would respond are from the flood which makes a lot more sense but we're not arguing theology here we're arguing evolution um, regardless transitional fossils the example you used for observable evidence is dogs okay so if you look in the wild there's spotted dogs there's coyotes there's uh wolves there, there's there's these wild dogs, but if you notice, they have not buried on their own until humans came in and took intelligence to selectively breed them. We did not get hundreds of variations of dogs. We had a set of dogs and they still stay that way in nature. So you're trying to add intelligent input without saying intelligent designer. Oh, we're just making it faster. That's what we're good at. We're just taking that process, that natural process, and we're just molding it, and we can just make it faster. That's the only thing we are doing because we those genetic pressures, we can we can make them right. We can we can decide exactly what genetic pressure we want to apply. Do we want to apply genetic pressure that you know we just breed the smaller dogs so we can get to the, to the Chihuahua? Perfect. That's what we're doing. We want to get it to to dogs that love water. We're just gonna take the puppies that just love water, right? And we're just gonna breed those, right? And these. Is that, these are the things we're making. But as you Again, said, all right, of that is if there was no input. evolution, if there was no evolution, there would be no other dogs either in nature, right? It'd only be us, us making dogs from the woods. But as you said yourself, there are dogs in nature. They're not as many. Okay, so what? You need to prove that it's, a, you know, it, it has to be an intelligent creator or like whatever your hypothesis is, right? Well, the thing is you're using an intelligent input to make these changes observably, but when you don't use intelligent input, those changes don't happen on their own. So we're going to go in circles here because you're not understanding what I'm explaining and I'm not going to concede to the fairy tale of evolution until you use real evidence for it. 
Um, so we can continue going in this circle or we can move on to geologic column. It doesn't matter to me. We can keep talking this if you want. It's up to you. Up to you. Okay. I mean, it's like literally you're the prosecution. You need to provide evidence, but you keep saying, oh, no, no, you have to provide evidence. Well, yeah. you haven't mm -hmm. provided any kind of evidence. All you, all you said thus far, you're just assertions. That's it. Okay. The like, evidence zero is, evidence. The evidence is that coyotes, coyotes, wolves, spotted dogs, they have been documented in history for thousands of years and have not varied at all in those thousands of years that they were documented. The only time they varied was when a human put intelligent input into that and selectively breeded them. Naturally, in, in the, in the out in the world, without any intelligent input, they stay the exact same. So therefore, you have no basis for evolution happening without intelligent input. You see, that, that's the thing. It's like you keep saying, we don't see, we don't see, we don't. No, you don't see because you don't want to see. That's a different, Show me. That's a different thing. It's like you don't see because you're looking at all the fossils and there's a lot of them, right? And you look at them and you say, oh, but nobody saw that. Nobody, nobody saw that. Nobody was there. It doesn't matter. You know, if I see somebody punch, it's, it's like if I see somebody with a black eye, I can assume something happened, right? Something hit the eye in order to become, to become black. And it's the same thing with, with science at, at the end of the day, right? We're just looking at the evidence. We're looking at you know, what we see right now. We're looking at how the world works. We're looking at the laws of physics. And we can, we can infer things from them. And we're doing the same thing when it comes to evolution. Right? From Carl Linnaeus to Darwin to today, we are doing the same thing. We are just employing the scientific method in order to get to certain, let's say, truths, right? But it's not really that. All right, so we're just going to be going around in circles on this one because I don't think you're understanding the point that I'm making here. So let's just go ahead and move on to the transitional fossils. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're on transitional fossils now. Let's move on to geologic column, I guess. Uh, the geologic column, once again, I know you've probably heard this a million times. It does not exist in the real world. It's a theoretical column on a piece of paper in a textbook. They say that there's like one place in the entire in the entire planet where the, where this geologic column does happen, okay? But there's many problems with that. The first problem is where are all these new layers coming from? The evolution would say these new layers are coming from the volcano, the uh, eruptions of volcanoes under the earth. Well, guess what? That material already existed under the earth. So it's not a new layer. It's the same layers being shuffled around, shuffled from the bottom to the top. Like uh, Ken Hoven says, I'm sure everyone on this channel loves Ken Hoven, <laughs> sarcasm. Um, but if you have a deck of cards and you take the bottom card and put it on top, that's not a new card being added to the deck. That's just the same card being shuffled to the top. So go ahead and uh, respond to that, I guess. I know it's funny you're making fun of Ken Hovind when you're using all his arguments. That's I'm uh, not making fun weird. of Ken Hovind. But I respect yeah, him. yeah. Uh, the thing, yeah, I bet you do. Uh, the the thing is, is like I never once used the term geologic column. What I said was stratigraphic succession because we see if we dig down. No, no. If we dig down, we can see layers. We can literally see them because you you keep saying we don't see that. No, we do. We literally see them, right? You can go to to Dover, for example, and you can see exactly how the how the the stratigraphic succession happens, right? You can dig down in the earth, which is exactly what we're doing, and we can literally see it, right? And by the way, when, when you have volcanoes, they don't just shuffle the cards, right? Because the volcanoes inside, it's magma, right? That's, that's not the layer. That's not the, the, the layer that you're, you're shuffling on top, okay? And that's not the only, the only uh, way to make new layers, okay? 
But the thing is, it's like you need to believe in these like fairy tales, right? Or like, uh, oh, the geologic column doesn't exist. Yeah, it's a name, but we can see if we dig, we can see the reality, right? And in reality, we don't see, I don't know, lions in Precambrian, right? As your theory uh, posits. Okay, so here's the thing. We look at the same evidence and we come to two completely different conclusions. Your conclusion is just as, as possible as mine, I guess you can say, okay? But the thing is, that doesn't mean yours is a fact because it's just as possible as mine. Mine is also theoretical, but we that doesn't mean either of us are 100% true here. The thing is, we see layers. We both agree on that. We see animals buried in the layers, aka fossils. We both agree on that. You say every one of these layers is millions of years old. That's your interpretation. That's not true. And when we get to radiometric dating, we can talk about that. But to just kind of solidify the whole geologic column argument, I would say those layers are not millions of years old. They all were laid down in a flood. And you would see this because fossilization happens fast, not slow. If an animal dies today, like for instance, I go hunting. And if I shoot a wild boar in the, in the wild, it's not going to, it's not going to just fossilize. Okay. It's going to get eaten up by buzzards. So the only way fossils would exist is to be rapidly laid down with sediments, i.e. a flood. Okay. There's, you have no explanation for these large, uh, large graveyards of fossils other than it happened because we see it. I mean, you're saying it's like we both see the same things and getting to two different conclusions, which is true. Uh, but then you said it's like we uh, both our conclusions could be true. No, your conclusion is bonkers and it's not supported by any kind of scientific endeavor in this world. Not and true. Mine is. mine is, right? Appeal to authority. I'm telling you, like the entire, the entire field of biology, the entire field of paleontology and physics and what have you, right? They all agree with, with me. They all agree with the conclusion that the theory of evolution is true. Not with you, right? If, if you say there was a flood that created all these, uh, these layers, we would see all the species just mingled, right? We would we see, I said previously, we would see a lion in the Precambrian layer. But guess what? We do not see that. What we do see, we see exactly what we would expect from evolution. We see forms of life that are like simpler as, much as we go down and more evolved, let's say, as we go up. Again, that's your assumption being put onto it. That's not observation. You see layers and you say millions of years. That's not true. Okay. It's just, it's just not true. That's your assumption. You're free to believe that just as much as I'm free to believe that there was a catastrophic global flood. Okay. Both of us have our assumptions. The difference is you're trying to claim your assumptions are fact, even though they've never been observed. In the real world, you never observe anything transitioning like you see in these layers. In the real world, you never see these layers being put down over millions of years, okay? What you see is <laughs> animals die, they decay before they fossilize. If this whole geologic column is truly millions of years of layers with different animals in between the layers, why do we see some animals that are halfway in one layer and halfway out another? Why do we see uh, fossilized fish that are eating something? You know, why do we see fish giving birth in the fossils? That doesn't happen slowly over millions of years. It happens rapidly like it would in a flood when the sediments are being laid down because of hydrologic sorting. Yeah, I never once said that fossils cannot form during floods. Yeah, a lot of them form during floods. What I do disagree with is the fact that they all form during like one huge global flood, as you seem to do. 
right? I, I never said floods are not a, a vehicle for producing fossils, right? And you're still having the same problem, the same problem you're saying, oh, we don't see it. No, we see it. We literally see the, the layers. And not only do we see the layers, do we see, we see exactly what type of life is in those layers, right? We see exactly, and as I said, it's much simpler life forms in the beginning, and the more you go up, the more they get more complex, right? And how do you explain that with the globe floods? I don't know how we do it, right? But you're still gonna keep saying, oh, we don't observe that, we nobody saw the layers getting on one on top of the other and all that uh, nonsense, right? You're, you're just not going to provide any kind of evidence. You're just gonna say, you know what? I see the facts, I don't believe it. That's it, that's your, that's your uh, prosecution uh, style. Okay, so again, evolution's the one on trial here, so you have to present the facts. I have not seen any evidence of any of this <laughs> except for assumptions. You say, we see this, and this is my assumption. But my assumption's right because I don't believe your assumption. That's all you're doing here, okay? Where's the evidence of these transitions? Where, like, where do you see this transition in real life? How do you explain the transition of reproductive systems that are extremely complex? How do you explain the transition of ocean eyes to on earth eyes? Because they're completely backwards. You can't explain those because in the process of that happening, they would have destroyed the creature. Just like with uh, respiratory systems. How do you explain gills turning into lungs without the animal dying in the process and wiping out the entire species? There's so many obstacles you have to get over, but instead what you're saying is I need evidence that it didn't happen. No, you need to show the evidence that it did happen. Evolution's on trial. Yeah, evolution's on trial. And as I said in the beginning, you're the prosecutor. You need to provide evidence that evolution is false. So far, the only evidence you actually <clears throat> provided was, I don't believe that, right? Or, oh, no, no, no. Actually, it's the defendant that needs to provide the evidence that is not guilty, right? That's all you did. And you're saying, oh, gills, gills to lungs? I, I guess you never heard about amphibians, right? Or you're just subscribing to the same idiotic thing that like Kent Hovind does, where it's like, oh, uh, if it does that, the, it just dies, right? Whereas the, the first dog, uh, did, were there two dogs? No, that's, that's, that's not science. No, that's just religion. That's just nonsense at the end no, of the day. No, that's valid right? questions. So, valid questions no. that you can't answer. No, we can't answer. That's the thing. And it's like to creation is we, we keep answer? answering those questions over and over and over and over again. And you can't understand that, you, you know, keep answering over and over variations. and over and over, but you didn't answer anything. Yeah. I mean, you keep interrupting, you know, when I'm talking, but it's fine. Right. We, we, we keep we keep telling you and demonstrating to you how things grow from one one thing to another. OK, I'm only going to use like Go 10 seconds now. here because here's a question. I want to yeah. see the step by step process of a water-breathing gilled animal turning into a lung-breathing land animal. Give me the step-by-step -step process. I'm asking for the answer. Give me the answer. Okay. Have you ever heard about frogs? I understand frogs very well. They are okay. designed Perfectly. exactly the way they their, are. Their, their initial stage just breathes in, in, in the water, has gills, right? And those gills transform into lungs later on in life. And they, and they can breathe through their, through their skin, right? And everything. But they have lungs. You know, they're not as complex as ours. They're still lungs, right? So literally, you have species on this earth right now where you can go and you can see their, their development stages and you can see how they're transforming from gills to lungs, right? You can literally see it. So how do okay, you explain this that? This animal was designed this way. 
That's the no, design see, like, of a frog. You just asked okay. me. You just asked no, me. No, no, no. Give me an example. No, you're, I gave no, you an negative. example and you're saying, oh, no, but was you're designed. giving me an We're animal that was designed a specific way. I want to see an animal that did not already have this built into its DNA code do that. So, for example, uh, the coelacanth, right? They thought the coelacanth was, was extinct for millions of years. But guess what? The coelacanth is still in the ocean today and it doesn't have lungs. It doesn't have legs. Why does it not evolve? It's been there for millions of years. Yeah, sorry. I mean, he was he was kind of interrupting me when I was speaking, right? So I kind of felt like I, I could do that with him. Uh, but yeah, it's like this this other question where it's like, you know, if the silicon still exists, why doesn't it evolve? Because it doesn't need to, like the, the populations we are seeing right now, there's no evolutionary uh, process. There's, there's no force that is compelling them to change, right? The alligator is the same thing, right? The alligators didn't change for, for a long time. Right? The, the, the horseshoe crab, right? It's, it's been around for like in, in sort of the same, uh, the same way it is now for like what? 500 million years, right? Yeah, some species, in, in certain areas, they don't need to change because there's no evolutionary pressure. That's how it happens, seconds. right? But you know, you're so, gonna say this is what, how it was designed and whatnot. So you're not gonna you're not gonna give in any evidence for your uh, prosecution, basically. One minute there. Yeah. So you said the the alligator, for example, has been the same for millions of years. Uh, that's not true because when you look at the fossil record, the alligators were massively larger okay they got smaller okay they deteriorated they became less of a they became less strong less um adaptable or whatever you want to call it the opposite of evolution they show de-evolution um just like you tried to use earlier vestigial structures okay that's loss of information that's something losing something something getting weaker okay that's not adding anything you don't have any examples of something being added you don't have an example of a horse growing wings. You don't have an example of a fish getting wings. You don't, you don't have these <laughs> examples, okay? I mean, uh, no, you're just like the, here's the banana, right? The, the atheist uh, nightmare, right? This is, this is basically your argument. You know, I don't see a horse with, with wings. You know what? The evolution, the theory of evolution precisely says that cannot happen. Right? We cannot have a horse with wings. Right? <laughs> That's, That's absolutely absurd. And the absolutely thing is, absurd. it is right. It's no, like, because you, know you literally does? say Your that religion birds does exactly that. Into okay, can we get some moderation here? Or yeah, let's go. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we we don't see that right. Evolution precisely says that we do not see that. We do not see horses grow wings overnight. Okay. What we see, we see like the the, the ancestors of horses being smaller, multi-toed. Right? And they slowly, slowly evolve into the horses we know today. That's what we see when it comes to horses. And we will never see horses just sprung wings. Yeah, but we do see that in religious texts, right? We, we, we see that in, in, in your books, not in the theory of evolution. That's where we see them. Oh, you need to come off the mute there, Jamie. All right, so you said... Evolution says that horses will never grow wings, law of monophyly, whatever you want to use for the excuse. But you literally have trees of life that show, um, uh, uh, let's see here, for example, a turtle eventually turns into a duck, okay? So yes, a horse, by the theory of evolution, should eventually grow wings, 
because we see here a turtle turning into a duck. We see a rabbit turning into an eagle. We see a bat turning into a whale. So yes, you can, according to your theory, we should be able to see this evolve on a horse. So here's the question then. If there's no limitations to the genetic pool, because that's what evolution needs, evolution needs for there to be no limitations to genetic variations, right? If there's no limitations, then why can we not as humans go in and use intelligent input to add wings to a horse? I'll tell you why, but I'll look forward to your answer. The reason why is because it won't ever happen because it doesn't work inside of their genetic design. I love that you're using like the, the law of monophily. I saw that in one of your uh, debates uh, and it's, it's bullshit. It doesn't exist in, uh, in uh, biology. There's no such thing as the law of uh, monophily. That's just uh, the way we, uh, we organize. We organize things, right? We don't, there's no law of monophily. It's just the way in which we organize uh, uh, taxa, right? Uh, second, you saw, we see, we see uh, what was it? A turtle turn into a duck. We have never seen a turtle turn into a duck. We see turtles uh, evolving as species and turning. Yeah, that that's your that's your picture. That you, you know you can Look, do whatever turtle, you want with it. Right, turtle. Follow the line. Oh, it turns yeah, into you a see, duck. You follow. You follow wow. the line. It's incredible. You follow wow. the line, and actually, you don't see it coming from the turtle. You see it coming from a from a common ancestor, right? So they do share a common ancestor, okay, right? But if the, you look at your but the picture, genetic and that common ancestor. Can I get some moderation, please? Okay, he's. He's 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 keep he keeps talking over me, okay? And I can't get my 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 point across, right? If you see if you look at that thing, what you're gonna see is the fact that turtles, right, and ducks do have a common ancestor, right? But you never see a turtle giving birth to a duck, okay? Because they're on the different uh, different path, right? When it comes to to the species, and they will never become a duck, no matter how much you want it to become a duck or a banana or whatever or a horse with wings. Right, one the point that I'm making here is that your theory claims that this is possible, okay? Uh, if, if the variety is available to turn a turtle into a duck over millions of years, then that variety of the duck should, then that duck should somewhere inside of its DNA have a turtle shell, okay? So let's go and genetically manipulate a duck to put on a turtle shell, okay? So how do, can you do that? Can you prove that? Because it technically exists somewhere in the genome. No, I literally told you that's not possible. By the theory of evolution, that's not possible okay. because the turtle is on a different branch of the evolutionary process. It's on the same branch. And then the duck. We're no, give, what you see in that, one minute. I don't know what, where you get that picture from. The tree Can I answer? Because he asked me a question. That's why I'm, answer, I'm answering. So it's like what you see in that, right? Which is just like a, a representation somebody thought about. Right, and it's not super accurate to no degree, right? But what we do know, we do know that the ducks and dinosaurs and alligators they share common ancestry, right? At some point in the evolutionary process, they share a common ancestor, and that common ancestor groups from those common ancestors they diverged into you know some of them. Uh, they went to towards the ducks. Seconds. Some of them went to the, the alligators and dinosaurs and turtles and whatnot. Ugh. Oh my! Okay, <laughs> somebody did that right into the mic. That's I did right. not expect that. That was that was that was a response. I don't know if that was a response. Oh, my apologies. I thought I was still muted. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Okay. That... So 
I love the fact <laughs> so that, that you just, to me, no problem. <laughs> I love the fact that, that you just said, um, Daniel, you just said this chart, this tree of life chart is wildly inaccurate because this came directly from the Holt biology textbook. So why don't you and me coordinate together to get this chart out of the Holt biology textbook? No, so what I said is that it doesn't represent everything, right? So that's, now, that's a very simplistic <laughs> way. Okay, that's a very simplistic way of seeing the tree of life. If you want to see the actual tree of life, there's a lot of things online where you can go and you can see the actual tree of life as far as we know it, right? From the taxonomic classifications that we give species that we find, right? And you can see it's a lot bigger, right? There's, there's a lot of species that we discovered through the fossil record. And I know you don't believe in the fossil record, so what not? But we, we know... And we, we have the tree of life as far as we know, with, with the species that we know. Seconds. And those are not the, the whole species, right? Because like 99% of them just went extinct. Go ahead, just take that off one second. Okay. Okay, so I feel like once we start getting into this, like circles, you saying the same thing, I'm saying the same thing, that's when we should probably switch over to the next topic because we're not getting anywhere. You're just basically brushing off the obvious problems that you have. Um, but I'll go ahead and reiterate this one more time. The whole biology uh, chart for the tree of life shows that the turtle over millions of years became a, a duck. Yeah, maybe it came from a, a turtle to a, 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 a land amphibian that had no shell. And then that land amphibian turned into something else and so on and so forth until it got to a duck. But the point is, according to evolution, the genetic pool has the variety wide enough to do this so therefore we should be able to go in and reverse engineer that to prove that we can take a duck and reverse it back into a turtle over millions of alterations okay but you will never be able to do that because it's not possible because you know for a fact that there are limitations to the gene pool there are limitations going forward and there are limitations going backwards. It doesn't change, okay? There are limitations to the gene pool, and that's why a Great Dane and a Chihuahua have excruciating health problems as opposed to the mutt that is directly in the middle of the genetic pool. Well, even, even according to your graph there, you could literally see that the turtle was at the end of a branch and the duck was at the end of another branch, right? They, they, they literally cannot come one from the other, okay? What it says there, and if you're looking, you're going to see that, right? They have a common ancestor, right? All of them from that branch, you see, they have a common ancestor. And that's what it shows. That, that tree of life you have there, that's what it shows, right? A common ancestry for those species of animals that we observe in the world today. Okay, that's all it shows. Nothing else. Right, but so the whole point is that it, the, the fact that we cannot variations get... exist. So look, look, reverse engineering. I'm talking now. Can I get some moderation, please? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I was, I was kind of catching my, 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 my thoughts, right? Because I, I, I forgot what he was. Uh, he said something else after that too. That, that's right. Another yeah, we are not seconds. magicians. We are not magicians to be able to do anything we want. Okay, we do not do magic. The only people that do magic and believe in magic are you and you know your religious uh, type. Right? We do not believe in magic. We cannot get a duck and turn it into the ancestor, uh, you know, the common ancestor of, of ducks and dinosaurs. One minute for you there, Jamie. Right. So, I mean, 
ultimately all you're saying is it happened in the past, but it'll never happen in the future. And uh, that's not science. So let's go ahead and move on. I did not say that. Well, that's basically what you're saying to sum it up. Um, Okay. So next we have radiometric dating, genetic similarities, and ERVs. Which one of those do you want to talk about now? Up to you. I mean, you're the one that has to provide evidence against them, right? You're the one that has the prosecution and needs to disprove. Yeah, evolution. evolution is on trial. Evolution is on trial. You're calling the evolution false, right? You need to provide the burden of proof is on you. So far, you have provided zero evidence for your for your side. All you said, uh-uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe it. Therefore, it's not true. I no, win. You're... Okay, so please provide provide whatever. Take whatever you want from from those. Yeah, I would say it might be a good uh, idea uh, just to maybe pick your favorite example. I, I paused the clock here, so if you want to jump down, like what your favorite one would be there uh, to talk about, Jamie, uh, and I'll just uh, put it back to a minute here, and you can give your thoughts. When, when we say evolution on trial, that means that you need to prove evolution. I don't need to debunk evolution. You need to prove it. Evolution's on trial here. You need to prove that it does in fact exist. And you're, the way that you're proving it is by saying that I'm not disproving it, <laughs> which I've given plenty of problems that you have not been able to answer. Okay, but regardless, uh, radiometric dating. Go ahead and give me your evidence for radiometric dating. One minute there. I mean... Again, I'm going to go again to, to the beginning of my presentation, okay? And when you go into trial, you have a defendant. The defendant in this case is evolution. Every defendant is presumed innocent, okay? Until the prosecution provides evidence against them. In this case, you are the prosecution. It's not me that's the prosecution. What I have with me is the entirety field of, of the, you know, of the biology science, okay? The science of biology, the science of physics, of you name it, right? They all agree with me. All, almost all the scientists, right? Except those that are working for the Discovery Institute and whatnot, and they have to give statements of faith, right? They all agree with me, okay? That's what I'm saying. They all agree with me. They do not agree with you. Okay, so, so that's why it's like if you say that evolution is false, and no, no, no. I'm not appealing to any authority. I'm not appealing to any authority. What I'm saying is that you need to provide the evidence that evolution is false, and you have not provided one single bit of, of evidence that evolution is false. All you said is, uh-uh, I don't believe it. Therefore, it didn't happen. Okay, so the thing is, you're trying to pretend that this is a criminal court case. This is not a criminal court case. This is a scientific court case, hypothetically, okay? So therefore, I'm saying evolution doesn't have evidence. Your job is to now provide evidence for evolution. But what you're saying is, no, 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 I don't have to provide evidence for evolution. You have to provide e- evidence that it doesn't exist, okay? That's not how this works. You need to prove evolution. I've given you questions, and I'm asking you to prove it with facts. And you're not doing that. Instead, you're trying to shift the burden to me. But regardless, let's go ahead and move on to radiometric dating because we're running in circles again. And I'm sure it gets pretty boring for people watching to hear us going in circles. So radiometric dating. Explain to me how they can test a specimen at one facility, get, let's say, 5 million years, take that exact same specimen to another facility with no knowledge of the previous facility's testing, and they get 500 million years. That's a very large difference, and you're saying that this is an accurate method of dating. Okay, so uh, since you said, uh, you know, I, I'm going to remind everybody what I said in the beginning. We are, neither of us is a scientist, neither of us is an evolutionary biologist. 
right? But I am going to cite one. I'm going to cite one in a very famous case. It's, it was called Kitzmiller versus Dover, okay? Where they debated this exact topic in a court of law. And guess what? In a court of law, the creationists could not lie, right? So Michael Behe, by his words, he said, there are no peer review articles by anyone advocating for intelligent design supported by pertinent experiments or calculations which provide detailed, rigorous accounts of how intelligent design of any biological system occurred, okay? So that's what, that's what happens when creationists are put under oath and they cannot lie, right? What they can, what the only thing they can do then is actually say, you know, eh, we're kind of full of uh, bullshit, right? We're kind of just lying. As for the radiometric dating you're, you're citing, I don't know, I don't know the case, but I know a lot of people try to to do experiments. You know, they they put samples. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about it later. I, I didn't have the time to answer. Okay. So there are <laughs> there are hundreds of examples of animals that they observed dying in the wild. They go and test it, and it comes out to millions of years difference. Okay. It says, oh, this raccoon lived. 5.2 million years ago, but it literally died a week ago. Um, so yes, there are errors in radiometric dating. I asked you to explain how that is possible if this is an accurate dating method. And all you did was divert to a different point. I, no, I told you I didn't have the time. How this is accurate when this has been happening, this has been observed dozens of times. I will answer. I will answer. Do you want me to answer? Well, if you yeah. needed a little bit more time to expound, uh, if it's all right by you, Jamie, uh, we'll put two, min uh, two minutes on the clock there uh, for Daniel to uh, go through no, his I thoughts. I didn't have the time because I was talking about Michael Behe because he also made a point before asking me about the radiometric, uh, you know, the, the, the question about uh, about that. I hear no right? objection, so, so two minutes. Uh, okay. yours, Daniel. I don't think I'm going to need that. But right. the, the thing is, it's like radiometric dating is not just one thing, right? You, you have... Uh, the carbon dating, you have uh, potassium, potassium argon, you have uh, uranium lead, right? Also, when you're, when you're getting a sample, you need, you need to make sure the sample is not uh, contaminated, right? From, from like various stuff, right? And we know that. We know that and we can account for the contamination that can happen, right? So the thing with the creationists, what they do, you know, they're trying to lie, they're trying to obfuscate, they're trying to uh, you know, to play these these weird games where they can see, oh, the science is wrong. And what they're doing, they're getting these samples which they know they're contaminated. They send them to multiple laboratories. They lie about what the sample is, where it where it, where it comes from, and obviously they're gonna get different different numbers, right? When that happens, and we know that, right? We know because it's been proven, right? And we know creationists, for example, that they they go ahead and they they write articles in uh, you know in creationist journals. And they lie about radiometric dating, but because they're also like scientists and they have to, to do peer review articles in like normal, you know, sane uh, papers, right? When they go there, they use the science, right? But then they turn around, they say, oh, actually the science is bad, but no, I'm here I'm going to do the science, right? And I'm not going to say God did it. I'm going to use the science. I'm going to do the science. But then when I go to the creationist journal, where I get my money from like uh, the Discovery Institute or whatnot, then I just lie about it. Okay, so that's what's happening with radiometric oh, okay. uh, dating. Yeah, right? it's just yeah. they're lying seconds, to prove it wrong. It doesn't agree with my theory. That's to... not a valid. Fifteen answer. seconds. It's not a theory. We'll it back to you. That's not a valid answer. Okay, not okay. To you. I mean, people are so going to listen you're just and they're saying... going to come to conclusions. So you're just basically saying, oh, it doesn't match my theory, so it's a lie. No, there are dozens of scenarios where they have tested something 
that recently died millions of years ago is what it came out to be. And again, you're completely dodging around how this is possible. You said contamination. Okay, well, if contamination is the case, everything is contaminated because everything we find is in the ground, okay? That's contaminated by the earth. It was exposed to the earth for millions of years, according to your theory. So that's contaminated. Okay, um, I'm actually getting better answers from people in the chat. So I feel like I should be debating the chat instead of you because Maybe. they're actually giving me answers while you're just dodging around the points. Um, there's one example of, I'll try and pull it up while you're talking seconds. in a minute here, but there's an example of a, a, a frozen uh, elephant from quote unquote, the ice age millions of years ago. They dated the trunk and they got something like 50 million years ago. And then they dated the leg and got like 500 million years. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, so I'll try and pull it up while you're talking. But how do you explain the same animal having millions of years of difference in dating? I, mean, I already did. I already did because we don't know where the sample comes. We don't know what happened to the sample. Okay. But if you're saying that radiometric dating is not, is not working, and if you can prove it, Jamie, congratulations. You can you win yourself a Nobel Prize. You can literally just go now, write a paper if you're right. You can write a paper and you can win yourself a Nobel Prize. How come you don't have a Nobel Prize? If this, I, if, if all you're that? saying is true. Can I answer that? Yeah, if, if all you're saying is true, how come neither you nor any other creationist scientist, right, is having that, uh, that Nobel Prize? Because they could literally go into the, the scientific uh, papers like Nature and, and whatnot, and they can write papers disproving radiometric dating, and they would get a Nobel Prize for that. And not one of them is doing that. All they're doing, they're writing this bullshit in creationist papers, right? But when they, then, then they turn around and they do the real science, you know, in the normal papers. Okay, so you said, how come creationist articles aren't getting published and peer reviewed and so on and so forth? And you know the exact answer to that, but I'll go ahead and give you the answer anyway. The entire board of these peer-reviewed um, overseers are all evolutionary thinkers. So therefore, when you try to present something that is not evolution-approved, they reject it. This is essentially scientific communism, okay? They, they are suppressing any data that goes against their theory because it's an agenda, it's propaganda, it's not science, okay? So I'm tired of hearing that excuse because you know exactly what it is. If I were to write a paper, in fact, um, Donnie and the, and the laboratory that he's working with right now, they've written dozens of papers on how ERVs don't prove evolution. And in fact, they prove creation, but they're not getting published because the people that are overseeing the peer reviewed process or what you would consider approved, they reject it because it doesn't agree with evolution. So this is a major no, problem reason, in the scientific the community. The reason they reject it actually pushes. It was time. It was this, time. It was time. Okay, sure. The reason yeah. they reject it is not because there's like some grand conspiracy. It's because everything the, these creationist scientists are doing when they're doing creationism is bonkers, right? No, creationism it's was not. proven in a court of law, right? That it's not a science. It was proven. And it was like the, the, the best advocates, the best scientists, right? They literally said it themselves, and I read it to you, that there's no proof for any such thing as creationism. There's no proof, zero evidence, okay? 
but you still say that you keep saying that because it brings you whatever money i don't know what it brings uh, creationists uh, doing that right but you're just ignoring reality you're not looking at anything that's real and you're not getting to any conclusion that's real you're just looking at those things through like religion glasses and you think that's reality it's not unfortunately for Ten you seconds. it's not and you're living in a dream world I will uh, just take a moment here just to uh, let you fellows know, uh, just hold your thought there, Jamie, uh, that we will be jumping into the Q&A in about uh, five minutes. So uh, we're going to do a couple more back and forths for uh, minutes, uh, minute back and forths here. Uh, so get your super chats in now and we'll keep the conversation rolling. And it's my understanding that we're having an after show over at Ozean's. Uh, I'm not sure if these fellows will be there, but... Uh, that will be, I think that link will be available here shortly. So uh, if you want to join us for more discussion, uh, we'll be hanging out over there. But uh, get your super chats in now so that you can ask your questions to these speakers. Uh, let's see here. Yep, five minutes on the clock and one minute back to you, Jamie. I hope you held your thought. All right. So for the past hour plus now, all he has presented for evidence is creation is bonkers. You're lying, contamination. I don't have any real evidence, okay? Because I've asked you questions. You can't give me direct answers, all right? You, you either just deviate from the topic completely or you attack creation and say it's bonkers. But the thing is, there are plenty of peer-reviewed papers in creationist circles because we had to make our own circles because you suppress everything that we try to publish. Yes, there is a grand conspiracy, whether or not you want to agree with it. And that's why a lot of us are actually calling for a restructure of the way that this whole peer review process is done, but it's seconds. probably not going to ever happen. Sorry, 10 seconds. Go ahead. Uh, nobody has observed this conspiracy that you're talking about. There's no observation of this conspiracy. And I'm going to repeat the words of Michael Behe, creationist and scientist, okay, biologist. There are no peer-reviewed articles by anyone advocating for intelligent design supported by pertinent experiments or calculations which provide detailed, rigorous accounts of how intelligent design of any biological system occurred. Okay. So when I'm saying that creationism is bonkers, it is. And it's not my words saying that. It's the words, words of a creationist. But the only difference is that the creationist in, in, in that, we, that I'm talking about was in a court of law and he, he swore to say only the truth, okay? So he, he was under oath, he couldn't lie, so he had to say the truth. Are, that, that's the only place where creationists can tell the truth. Otherwise, you're just going to lie and you're just going to say it's conspiracy okay. and whatnot. Again, you're saying there's no peer-reviewed papers, and I explained why there's no peer-reviewed papers, because the people that peer-review them will not approve them without it approving evolution. If it doesn't adhere to the evolution theory, it will not get published because they are. it's a religious idea that has hijacked the scientific process and, in fact, is hindering the entire process. For the past hundred and whatever years since evolution took the main stage, Science has not been able to just freely do what it does. It's been under the grip of evolution. If it doesn't adhere to evolution, it doesn't get published. And therefore, we're never going to progress scientifically as far as these fields are concerned, because evolution will stop it in its tracks anytime we try and make progress. Okay. okay. So One again, it's not me saying it. It's Michael Behe saying it. There are no peer-reviewed articles by anyone advocating for intelligent design. And, and what he's why. not saying in that, 
what, what he's not saying in that, in that statement, he's not saying anything about any conspiracy, right? And if we want to go even further about what he said, right, we can go even, even further, right? And we can talk about his, his stimulation, right, for, for evolution, right? And he said this, under, war, under oath, he accepted that it showed, like his simulation, it showed that the biochemical system it described could evolve within 20,000 years, even if the parameters of the simulation were rigged to make that outcome as unlikely as, as possible, right? So they tried to do experiments, so to speak, where they literally rigged the system, and even under the rigged system, that could still be evolution doing it. Okay, last one minute on the clock for you, Jamie. Okay, I mean, I'm guess I'm just going to use this for a closing statement because he's never he's not going to provide any evidence. He's just going to shift burden. Um, so essentially, this whole debate, I've asked for evidence. I've asked questions, valid questions that should be easily answered if evolution is true. And all he says is evolution is bonkers. Um, there's no peer reviewed, so therefore, appeal to authority, bandwagon, all these different fallacies just loaded in. But yet, we have yet to see any real evidence of a fish turning into a bird so on and so forth. I guess you might have missed when I actually gave reasons for your questions, but it's fine. Uh, again, we need to understand that you were the prosecution tonight. As, the, as a prose prosecutor, you failed Shift to do your burden. basic job, which is to prove more. that evolution is false. So sorry for you, but if you were like in a real court of law, like Michael B. he was, you would have lost the, the trial just as Michael Bichy did. Uh, that's time there. So a uh, big round of virtual applause to our speakers. Ooh, you kept me busy with those timers, guys. But uh, we got through it. We got through it. Oh, no, my Canadian came through again. Uh, big uh, big uh, reminder to everybody once again, uh, we have our live in-person event coming up. So before we go into our uh our super chats uh, here and get those super chats in now so that we can uh, ask them nice and early because I'm sure there'll be lots more as discussion gets unfolding. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that, yeah, we are doing our live in-person event. It's DebateCon 4. We have our uh, tickets in the link in the description box below. Uh, it's going to be in Dallas, Texas, Saturday, November 4th and November 5th. Uh, so, yeah, if you enjoyed these epic debates and you can be in the area, we'd love to see you. If you can't make it, there's a crowdfund in the description as well. And you can check out the perks there where you can get a signed picture from one of your speakers or uh, a one-on-one -on -one with uh, the almighty James himself. So without further ado, let's hit those super chats, everybody, and keep them pouring in. Uh, we had a few from LJ from the top. And I also see Pro Debates has asked a few questions in the uh, the live chat if you want to turn those into a super chat then uh, we'll ask those questions uh if we have time uh lj a dollar 99 tarzan would never think the earth is a spinning ball now lj is usually hanging out when we're doing the flat earth debates <laughs> uh any thoughts on the flat earth globe debates gents any thoughts um i'll i'll go ahead and just say something um when they show the diagram for the flat earth, right? It's a circle, okay? Expose that into a 3D model and you have a globe. Whether the globe is the way that, you know, we represent it in science or whether the globe is the way they represent it in flat earth, it's still a globe. So there's no such thing as a flat earth. End of story. All right. 
Uh, yeah, did you have 30 seconds on that? Just Because uh, LJ asked two questions for Flat Earth. The other one was spinning space ball with curved sea water. So sad. I mean, I don't know. Flat Earth is a bit, uh, it's just as bonkers as creationism uh, in, in my book. There, there's just as, uh, there's just as uh, much a lack of, lack of evidence for, for it as there is for creationism. So now we need to relieve in reality. That's, that would be the best for everybody. Well, this next one's for you, Daniel. So any thoughts there, Jamie, before we move to the next one? No, no, that's it. All right. Next question from LJ. Thanks for the super chats, LJ. Daniel, how do you know asteroids hit dinosaurs? Well, we, they didn't hit dinosaurs. They hit the Earth. And uh, we, we have uh, the remnants, right, of those uh, asteroids. We, we have uh, impact craters and we, we see them. We can study them. It's well known. We can see it on uh, see them on other planets. We can see them on our moon, right? It's like we see them everywhere, right? And we literally saw them with our own eyes when they hit like what Jupiter, like just uh, a while back, right? We can literally see them, and uh, you know, if it happens in every way, it happens here. We see the craters, everything. I don't know. I think it's a very simple question to answer. All right, uh, let's move on to the next question. There, uh, bite me, XD. Would you guys say we're basically parasites to our planet from a galactic standpoint? <laughs> Someone's been watching too many movies. I think that's from uh, Gray Matter. Is that the name of that movie? Yeah. Um, no, that's that's completely fair to tell. The whole idea that like that anything came to Earth from outside of Earth it only makes the problem even bigger for evolution. Okay, they tried to do that with the octopus and the squid, they said, oh, they hitched a ride on a comet all the way to Earth. Okay, well, now you have to prove aliens in order to prove that theory. So it just makes the problem bigger. So I would say, no, that's just that's just fantasy at this point. Thoughts over there, Daniel? I mean, I think he was asking more like in a metaphorical way rather than like a very literal one. So yeah, I mean, at the rate we are kind of destroying the planet for us, because we're not really destroying the planet. We're just like making it... Uninhabitable for uninhabitable for human beings. In that sense, maybe we are a bit uh, like parasites, but otherwise, no, no, because parasites involve uh, other living beings, right? And the Earth, the planet itself, is not a living being. All right. Well, they went on to clarify and said, "Aren't we just functionally complex scum that uses its resources for maximum self-sufficiency and personal gain?" I would say I that know. there's I mean... definitely a group of people that do that. Um, yeah. But as a majority of humanity, that's not the case. This kind of goes into the whole like climate change and, you know, the whole, that, that whole thing, which I would also be willing to do a debate and, you know, on that, because I don't believe that's true. I believe that that's of course not. the elites using science as a way to prison, imprison everyone in their homes. Um, so yeah, climate change, that's not true. You don't have evidence of that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Already, well. Uh, well I, I guess we Daniel. don't have evidence for reality. Yes, we don't have evidence for reality, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, no, nothing is true anymore, right? We're, evolution is not true. Uh, climate change is not true. You know, if you're dying from climate change, if you're losing your home from climate change, it's not climate change. It's just elites doing something, I guess. It's, it's all a conspiracy, actually. Everything is a conspiracy. The funny thing is conspiracy doesn't mean fantasy. Conspiracy means when one more, two or more people group. Yeah, together, I know the definition. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and give it to you again. So you can stop misusing it then. How about that? Okay. Conspiracy means when two or more people join together to do harm against someone else in that sense, Hitler was a conspiracy. The whole Nazi Holocaust was a conspiracy. Does that mean it didn't exist? No, it did exist. Okay. (laughs) It absolutely exists. It is the internet, right? We need to to go down to Hitler eventually. Well, let's be careful with some of the things that we say just so we don't get ourselves, uh, yeah, we won't draw any attention to it. Not us, not us. Don't look at us. All right, so cool Biko, $5. It is a fact that humans are evolving to be taller than they were in the past and girls are entering puberty earlier in life. Thoughts on the statement there? I think it's for Jamie. What was that? Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, it's, it's it's more of a statement than a question, but I mean, you can respond to it how you'd like. It is a fact that humans are evolving to be taller and they than they were in the past, and girls are entering puberty earlier in life. Uh, well, it's actually not a fact that they're getting taller. They're actually getting smarter. They're actually getting shorter. They're getting sicker. They're getting weaker. Uh, there is plenty of evidence out there of, you know, giant skeletons, of course, They end up going to the Smithsonian and never being seen again because it goes against evolution. Uh, But there's hundreds of newspaper articles that I can pull up from New York Times and all of your liberal sources that you would approve that did in fact say that, yes, they found these nine foot tall skeletons, eight foot tall skeletons, 12 foot tall skeletons. So, no, we're not getting bigger. Okay, we're actually getting smaller, weaker and sicker. I guess we're getting, getting from like conspiracy theories to like Nephilim and uh, 12 foot uh, humans living in the past, which didn't happen. And we know there are a lot of, uh, like all of them were hoaxes, right? Uh, but yeah, we're just gonna believe them anyway, because you know, it just fits our narrative. You know, we're just going to ignore reality. We're not gonna, we're just gonna put our uh, uh, fingers in our ears and just uh, sing la 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 la, reality doesn't exist. You know, okay, hold all on, it let is, me, is Let conspiracy. me go back to that one one more time, okay? Let me just do this right quick, yeah. okay? Um, here's a, uh, historical record of giants y'all can go back and uh pause and read all that for yourself oh we can't I'll see just... anything i don't think right now oh, oops sorry i forgot to swap over here we go That's okay. all right so here's plenty of historical documents what i'll do is i'll pause for like two seconds so that that way when people go back to rewatch this they can look all this up themselves plenty of evidence of giants these are these books right here that i'm showing those were topographical um, oh, look, here's the Wrath Drum Tribune, 10-foot-long skeleton, and the Smithsonian took it away. Uh, New York Times, Missouri's Buried City, 10 to 15-feet-tall skeletons. Giant skeletons found, New York Times. Giant human skeleton, 10 to 12-feet-tall, New York Times. Oh, look, here's another article. Uh, this one was from The World. Um, oh, look, The World Journal again, giant Indian skeletons. Giant race in Greenland, New York Times. Hundreds of articles from American... Uh, American discoveries of giants. These are the um, locations that have been marked from uh, giant sites of giants. So yes, there is plenty of evidence on giants. Oh wait, here's some more. The Washington Post. That's a liberal uh, uh, post uh, newspaper. So if you're a liberal, you should accept that one, right? Here's another one from New York Times. Monster skull and bones, 14 feet high. Uh, yes, there is plenty of evidence of giants. It has been suppressed. Just like a lot of yeah, the there, other there's plenty, there's plenty of articles. Articles are not uh, evidence, though. You know, it's like in order to have evidence, you need to prove that's actually true. Just people saying it, that doesn't make it true. 
Okay, so but I'm I'm glad you you just uh, put me big on the screen for everybody. Yes. Hey, <laughs> I just saw that right now. We're seeing double. Um, so you said but just that's, because that's there's not an article, evidence. it doesn't prove it. No, that's not evidence. Like an article evolution. from 1895, and and funny enough, it's all like in in the United States somehow. It's like apparently those giants only lived in the no. United there was States Greenland. There was there was around plenty it. outside of the country. The I mean, all those sources were just like uh, yeah, yeah. But you could you could have expected you know like everybody on the earth. It's just in a big, huge conspiracy to just keep the race of giants, like 12 feet tall giants, from us, right? Like everything no, has to be a conspiracy. Them. We exterminated them. No, no, but it's a conspiracy because we, we would still see the bones, right? We would still see the skeletons, right? And let's say I even if, if the Smithsonian... all of these No, no, you just showed me an article saying that. You didn't show me that that's actually Same happened. thing with evolution. Even if, showed the Smithsonian, me even if the Smithsonian... Right? You say the Smithsonian did that. Also, every other museum in the world should have done the same thing, right? Because they would have gotten bones, uh, right, to them, right, with, with huge humans, right? And what's the reason for us to suppress that there were huge humans in the past? I don't know. There yeah, is some because reason. it goes against evolution. It, evolution wouldn't make Literally sense. It doesn't. It actually Literally does. It doesn't. Yeah, because we had dinosaurs. The, we had what the, was the question we have the blue just whale. now? The question that the opened blue this whale. conversation, so, so, the entire question that opened this conversation was, yes. we, humans are getting bigger, that proves evolution. And I just showed you, no, it doesn't, because humans were bigger in the past. And you said, oh, it has nothing to do with evolution. It doesn't prove anything. So yeah, okay. Oh, but that, that's fake. I mean, it, it, that's not, it's not that it doesn't have any to do, anything to do with evolution. It's just fake. What she was talking about in the, in, in the question is the fact that we can see that we, we can measure in the modern era, we can measure ourselves and we can we can keep track of how tall we are. And you're saying we're getting sicker. No, we're not getting sicker. We, we're living longer and longer and longer, right? Because we have good medicine, which by the way, a lot of it derives from the evolutionary theory, right? That's how we can make it. And we are we are we keep living longer and we're getting taller, right? And we're getting smarter too, right? Because you said that we're getting smarter, which is also true. Oh boy, if you think we are getting smarter, you have absolutely lost your mind. Um, there was a lot of assumptions in there. Um, we're getting smarter. We're absolutely not second. getting smarter. You Technology is getting smarter. That doesn't mean we're getting smaller. We'll let him respond a little bit. There, you know Daniel. that uh, 100 years ago, people could <laughs> memorize and recite books in full. Today, not a single person could do that. A person can't even memorize one peer-reviewed article and recite it from beginning to end. But 100 years ago, they could have. That's because they were smarter. If you look at the King James translators, which we're not talking theology, but just to talk about intelligence, the, all 52 of the King James translators spoke more than five languages each. Some of them spoke up to 16 languages. There is not, I, there's maybe 52 people in the entire world today that can speak that many languages alone by themselves. Okay, we're not getting smarter. We're getting a lot dumber. Just because technology and AI is getting smarter doesn't mean the humans are getting smarter. In fact, Elon Musk even admitted this and said that AI has surpassed our intelligence and it's only making us dumber. Well, coming from Elon Musk, that's not a relevant statement. But regardless, you, you yourself said we are getting smarter and then you just backtrack because you, you realize, oh, man, it really doesn't fit with my, uh, with my theory, my agenda, my whatever. I didn't say we so were you said smarter. it. No, you, you literally said it. Right, you literally said it. We're getting smarter, and then it's like you just backtrack because you no, say, I said ah, it evolution doesn't really, it says doesn't really, we're getting smarter. It doesn't really fit with 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 what I'm saying. 
Uh, but you're you're wrong, right? Because we can literally we can literally have the IQ tests, right, of people from the 1900s, and we can see how the IQ tests overall we're just, they're just getting better and better and better and better. And you're saying people cannot memorize? Oh, people can. People don't have to. The problem is, like in the 1900s, we didn't have to memorize a lot of. We didn't. We had to memorize because we didn't have mediums like today, right? Today you can have everything on your phone, right? Exactly. What's the it's point of memorizing like a lot of shit? If I have it on my phone, I don't have to memorize it. I can use and my brain. And then when your phone goes down, how smart are you now I'm talking. I'm, I, I let you answer your thing. Let, let, let me answer, please. Okay. So now we don't have to do that. But still, there are people, and you're obviously you're a Christian. You don't know about the Muslims. In the Muslim world, there's people memorizing the Quran even to this day, right? They're just memorizing the entire Quran word by word. Okay. So when you're saying people don't do that, you're wrong. You're saying people don't speak a lot of languages. Maybe in the United States, everywhere else, people do speak other languages too. I speak three languages. Ah, maybe I could try for four, right? If, if, I really, if I really want it, right? And there's people in, in, in my country that speak a lot of languages, okay? There are people speaking like 15, uh, 16, 20 languages, okay? Okay, there's not that many of them. There's not that many of them because again, there's no need for us to do that anymore, right? Because we have developed tools to make up for the fact that we we don't know other languages. And I think it's fine. We don't have to do that. So what you're saying is we have phones, so we don't need to be smart. <laughs> that doesn't mean that's that not what I said. That's, that's exactly literally not what, what said, I said. Okay? No, the thing is, I no, said okay, we do not talk. have to memorize. Just one second. No, but you're lying about me now. It's my you're minute, misrepresenting right? what I said. I did okay. not say that. LA technology as far as phones computers all of that that is a crutch because if you ever lose your phone you now don't have the knowledge that you stored on your phone that knowledge is not stored in your brain anymore okay that's why iq levels are dropping okay they're not going up they're getting lower okay we used to have geniuses a hundred years ago those people were way smarter than we are today and yet because we have a phone that can recite what the smart people a hundred years ago said that makes us smarter? Absolutely not. Electronics is a crutch. It's not making us smarter. We are devolving and getting dumber. We are not getting healthier and stronger. We're getting sicker and fatter, okay? That's because we have crutches. That means we don't need to do that anymore. We don't need to be strong, okay? That's correct. We don't need to be strong, and we're not becoming strong. We're becoming weak. That's, that's the whole point that I've been saying. Weak. We're not getting smarter, really don't we're not getting stronger, we're not getting healthier. End of the story. What do you it's mean weak? What do you mean we're getting weak? We're devolving as a human species. How? Okay, you you're know just that... Seeing, you're just seeing stuff, but you're not, you're not giving any, any reason or any, any evidence towards what you're saying. You're saying we're getting dumber. No, we're not. We're literally seeing the IQ go up, right? Every generation, IQs go up. We see that's that. Not but true. then you go ahead and you're... <laughs> Okay, give me your proof that, that that's not happening. Okay, uh, so the, the thing is that's you know you're just ignoring reality, and you're saying we're getting we're getting dumber because we uh, we we have phones where we can have the information. No, that's not that's what I said. What I said is we have the we have the phones and other mediums, right, where we can store that information, so we don't have to store it in our heads. So we can we can let our heads do other things, right? We can reason more, right? Maybe not you and creationists, but no. Regular people, they do think more. 
yeah, it is sort of. Yeah. Just keep us just just don't give any answers. Don't give any evidence or sign. I mean, I just did. Insult, I mean, if, if you just, just insult if you just don't want to hear it, that's not my, that's not that, my problem. Yeah. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. That's all you've been doing this whole time. All right. Well, what if we'll you say do. So. Uh, what we'll do is we will move on to the next uh, super chat, but that certainly stirred the pot uh, on the conversation there. So thank, thank you so much for your super chat there. Cool Biko. And hey, everybody, just want to remind you as well, there's 240 odd people hanging out right now in the old live chat. Uh, you know, if you have a moment, smash the like button. We super appreciate that. Uh, we're going to keep the uh, the questions going. But as a side note as well, if you like what you hear, both of our speakers will be linked in the description. If they're not linked now, they will be. And for sure on our podcasts, when you check out our podcast forum for this debate, uh, they will be linked there for sure. So keep those super chats coming in. And thanks again, uh, Cool Biko. Uh, Manga Fan Dan for $5 says, Chimpanzees and us come from a common ancestor. My brother and I come from a common ancestor too. Does that mean he is a chimpanzee? I guess that's for me. No, he's a homo sapiens, just like you are. What it means, it means that if you go uh, back in time enough, you're going to see that you have a common ancestor. That's it. It's not really that hard to, to understand. It doesn't mean you're a chimpanzee or an ape. You're a homo sapiens, sapiens, I hope. Right? Chimpanzees <laughs> are a different species right now, but we do have a common ancestor in the past. And we know that we have discovered a lot of fossils to, to make that link. We have the DNA evidence to make that link. We have a lot, a lot of evidence linking uh, chimpanzees and humans. Any thoughts? I'll just there? say there is no evidence. He's assuming and then saying that those assumptions are evidence and facts when they're not. Um, that's all I'll go into for that because that could be a whole debate of its own. All right. Well, if you're sure, we uh, we could probably take about two minutes if you wanted to kind of expound on it. But if you want, we can move on. It's all right, Jamie, if you're... Uh, kind of thinking that's a bit of a rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, well, it is a rabbit hole, but okay, I'll just kind of uh, go over it quickly. If apes evolved into humans, why do we still have apes, right? These genetic pressures would have pushed all the apes into humanhood, okay? Um, <clears throat> on top of that, there's things inside of apes like DNA similarities. That doesn't mean that we became from them because we have DNA similarities. It could also mean just like you have your assumption, I have my assumption. It could also mean that it is the same designer using a similar code. Because my computer has ones and zeros and your phone has ones and zeros binary, right? That doesn't mean that the phone physically evolved from the computer, okay? Like it's just it's just ridiculous that you believe this. Well, as long as we as long as we know right studying the the dna of humans and chimps we know there are 205 common ervs between humans and chimps the chances of that happening like i don't know randomly or like them being two different species with no common ancestry and having those 205 uh, common ervs in the genome is like an absurdly like one to an absurdly high number like 5.88 uh, times 10 to the power of 1264 or something like that, which is a humongous number. It's like not even, you can't even understand how big that number is, okay? okay? So that's how unlikely it is that humans and chimpanzees do not share a common ancestor. And ERVs prove that, right? And if you want to go to like even, even uh, you know, religious people like yourself, right? You can go to Dr. Francis Collins, 
which was the director of the Human uh, Genome Project. And he's heretic. the same thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's it's not a heretic, Christian. obviously. He's it's a, a conspiracy, right? He's part of the conspiracy as a, as a Christian, right? Just like you. He's just like you. He believes in the same book, right? As you do. But well, he actually, believe in he's the same part book of the I conspiracy. No, no, he's part of the conspiracy. And he's not actually doing science. He's a heretic, right? Just like all the other uh, scientists that are Christians and are doing science and coming to the same conclusion as every other scientist in this world, right? When they're doing actual science. You really love appealing to all of these fallacies, okay? Bandwagon doesn't- No, it's not a fallacy. Just because because everyone agrees on this fantasy doesn't mean it's a fact, okay? For the first hundred years of the United States country's existence, they believed that if you bloodletted, it would heal your disease. And that's exactly how George Washington died. That was wrong, but yet everyone believed it. Does that mean it's true? If I go yeah. to if I go to uh, North Korea, right? You're not going to find any peer-reviewed articles that say democracy is is awesome, right? Does that mean that democracy is bad? No, it just means that that's the consensus because it's forced upon them. Just like evolution is forced upon us, if you try and go against it, you're rejected. A perfect example of that is Walt Brown. He had dozens of accolades in the world of physics and as soon as he as soon as he brought forth a valid a valid um model for the global flood and all that they immediately excommunicated him from the scientific circles prior to that he was a highly acclaimed physicist as soon as he said something they didn't agree with they excommunicated him this is the peer-reviewed process and that's why i don't trust it yeah, it's amazing how people can uh, be scientists and do science and everybody says, okay, oh, you're fine, you're doing science. We're trying to disprove your findings if we can, because that's what science does, right? And it's funny how as soon as they turn to pseudoscience or as soon as they turn to lying, right, they get excommunicated. It's funny how this happens. It's unbelievable. And as for the bloodletting, I'm sorry, like, uh, you know, who proved that blood bloodletting is not good? Science biology right the same and, and medicine right the same science uh, sciences that you are trying to discredit that you are saying no 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 they're wrong they're wrong because they don't let me believe my fairy tale right but the same sciences sciences proved it because they are doing bloodletting because it says that in your book not in, somewhere else right that's why they were doing that because they were not doing science and for, for thousands of years book. we did not we did not do science for thousands of years, right? And when we started doing it, we started to see exactly how many things we got wrong from reading all the religious texts that we, we, we read in the past. But hey, you can, you, can, you can just brush away the ERVs and how many we have in common with chimpanzees. You don't care about that. And then you're going to say, oh, Daniel, you didn't provide any, any evidence for that. Well, I did, but you don't care about it, right? <laughs> all you care is for your feelings to be preserved and for your whatever, right? Uh, for you to be right basically right you just, you just want to be right because you want to be right and that's all it damn be the evidence okay, right so against far, your beliefs as far as ervs okay ervs do not prove evolution they are jumping genes that existed in the dna and are activated for whatever reason per gene some of these some of these ervs are activated during the birthing process and it if these ervs are not activated during the birthing process the baby will not be born so therefore, that shows that it's a part of the DNA, okay? It's a part of the genes and the design. 
It's not just some magic, magic, magic virus that happened to infect us. And then we found this insertion. No, it has a function in most cases that we have found. Okay. So no, that does not prove evolution. Can you explain to everybody in, in this chat exactly what an ERV is and how they, uh, how they function, how they, how they come to be? If you want to take a moment to go down that path, it is fine by me. Yeah, I can. No, I ask, I ask him if he can. Oh, because I can do me. it. No, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. let me. Because you're, let me hear you're what saying. You have to say. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're Explain saying that you're, you're saying me. a lot of a lot of dumb things about ERVs, and you don't understand what ERVs are. Because I heard you like six months ago, and you had that uh, that debate where you said you studied ERVs for like four days, and you're an expert, right? You could literally just get the Nobel Prize. I did no, not that's say what I was you an said. Expert. You said they're wrong for four days of studying. You said, "Oh, ERVs, oh, that's bullshit. That's not that's not science, right?" Four days of studying, right? And you just brush away all the work that the thousands of hours of people, and they, you didn't even understand how ERVs work, right? And that's why I'm asking you. Just you like explain, you brush away hundreds of, just like you brushed away hundreds of hours of Donnie's research and his entire book that he published, you'll brush it I away didn't. because it's a creation. I didn't. I didn't because I, I don't know what, what he's writing in that book. Exactly. But he I, has can a whole book other, I can look ERVs. at other creationists literally and, their called ERV and their lies. I can look at other uh, creationists and their lies and I can yep, see it's exactly a lie because it's a creation. Second, this. Though, Jamie. That's your we'll answer give, to everything. We'll give him 15 is, seconds. Is what he's uh, saying in that book wrong? I don't know. Right? If I read his book and I can assess the, the arguments he's making, I can assess the evidence he's presenting, then yes, I, can, I will be able to say that what he's saying is bullshit or not. Right? I'm not making a statement that what he's doing is bad, and I never did Time. throughout this uh, this meeting. Okay, this debate. So, can you can you explain how ERVs work? You had six months to yeah, learn so, about ERVs. So there's there's two views of ERVs. There's the creation view and the evolution view. Again, this is both of our assumptions. We both have an assumption. You have no. the assumption that, oh, it looks like it no. cut into the DNA. So therefore, it was not there and it's not designed to be a part of it. But if you actually research viruses, you'll find out that you cannot live without viruses. Viruses are a fundamental part of a human or any other organism. Without them, you have no immune system. Okay. So therefore, we need viruses in our body. There are good viruses and bad viruses. Okay. The fact that these ERVs are dormant or they have lost function does not prove evolution because it's a loss of function, not a gain of function. And in fact, we can actually reverse uh, engineer or whatever the proper word is and find out that they do in fact have functions or had functions in the past. So again, the ERVs do not prove evolution. Well, I'm sorry, Jamie, because maybe you did not understand my question. I asked you to tell me how ERVs work or well, what you did or just say a bunch of words that had nothing to do with my question, right? In order to answer my question, you first need to say what an ERV is and how they get formed, right? You did not say any of this. You just said, oh, there's my side and your side. You didn't say any of the sides and how it works, right? How, how a virus becomes an ERV, right? You didn't say that for one second. So can you answer it or not? Um, from what I understand, the ERV turns from a virus into an ERV as soon as it loses function, because that's when you call it an ERV is, oh, it no longer does anything. So therefore, it wasn't designed to be inside of our body. So therefore, it's in, it's an endogenous retrovirus. OK, so what I would like for you to do, since, you know, you think, you know, absolutely everything about ERVs 
explain to me what you would call, what you say, and I would explain to me your position on ERV and how it proves evolution. Well, again, you did not answer my question. You did not answer my question. You understand that? I did. I gave you an answer. You oh, shook you your head no. You just you, you, you gave did. an answer. You gave an answer that was an answer to some other question I did not ask. But if you want to be educated, I'm going to educate you about what ERVs are. ERVs are some viruses that can attach to human DNA, right? Like for example, the the AIDS virus is is a is that kind of retrovirus, okay? That can attach to human DNA, right? And sometimes they attach to human DNA, right? Most of the times it's going to be not beneficial, right? It's going to be bad, right? The, the, the organism, organism is going to die. And sometimes it's going to be neutral, right? They're just going to insert themselves inside the human DNA and they're just gonna sit there doing nothing, okay? And sometimes they will even be like beneficial, right? They will be inserting themselves in the human DNA and it's like a huge mutation that's happening when that uh, that retrovirus is attaching itself to the human DNA. What and this is happening all the time, right? We we always get retroviruses that attach to our cells. What happening when one of those retroviruses attaches to a, to an ova or a sperm cell, right? They and they don't have like uh, negative effects. They will pass themselves on to future offspring. Okay. They will pass it. So that's like a scar, right? That's like a scar that's being passed on through generations. Okay. And the place, the place in the genome where they insert themselves, that place, we can, we can see exactly what it is. Okay. We can see it. The genome is pretty, pretty big. Okay. For us in chimpanzees to have one retrovirus in the same place in the genome, the chances are like one in 10 million for one retrovirus. 15 seconds. Okay? And as I said, you, as, I, as I told you, for 205, how we have the, the, the number is humongous. So that's what retroviruses mean. I guess six months and four days did not do the job for you to learn what retrovirus is. Okay, the so let me, go ahead and, uh, let me go ahead and break this down for you. Okay, the only difference between a virus and an endogenous retrovirus is whether or not it inserts itself into the germline cells, okay? If a virus inserts itself into the somatic cells, it does not go on to the next generation. If the virus inserts that. itself into a germline, then it is an endogenous retrovirus. That does, not mean, that. that does not mean that the endogenous retrovirus that's inserted in our germline came from the chimpanzee when we were a chimpanzee. J j again, I told you, every animal in the, in the, every creature alive on the planet has viruses inside of them and they do things. Some of them activate birthing processes. Some of them may, um, I haven't looked into too many of them. That's the only really example I know off the top of my head is the ones that activate six into Six months, a not enough. Process. Yes, I know. I haven't spent six months studying it. I have other That's things fine. to do as well. So And for this, yes. Yeah, I haven't spent six months studying ERVs, okay? I read... Yeah. I read I read the book and I wrote down yeah. some footnotes and that's really all I care about it because at the end of the day, the only difference between a virus and an ERV is whether or not it inserts itself into the germline. Now, the fact that the 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 um the fact that the ERV is inserting itself into a specific spot of the germline could be because of a function it is designed to do. And the fact that our body is designed similar to monkeys and apes, we should expect to see them in the same spot from a creationist view, because we have similar functions. Both of us 
you know, we have arms and legs and lungs and eyes and ears. So we should also expect to see genetic similarities because we are similar in our design. That doesn't mean that we evolved from each other just because we're similar in design. No, but the RVs are not there. I mean, sorry that you keep saying magic, but it's not magic. I'm sorry to tell you that. The chances every, of a retrovirus to be in the answer, same position, I, I let you talk, please just let me. Second, craziness, please let me talk. I let you talk. Like, dude, you're just dismissing you everything. Jamie, as one as no, no. Sorry, Jamie, you're on mute. You keep, you keep, saying, that. There, you keep saying that, but you're not listening to what I'm saying. You're not listening to what I'm saying. We know that those are retroviruses. And we know that. You know why? Because we can literally resurrect them, right? We can make experiments in the lab where we can get those pieces of DNA. We can alter the retrovirus and we can make it active again. We can literally resurrect ancient viruses, okay? And yes, some of them, some of them, as I've told you before, right? Sometimes they have a huge beneficial, a huge beneficial uh, to the organism, right? Like the reproduction retrovirus, which is in all mammals. All right, close us out on that one for 30 seconds there, Jamie. You need to come off the mute there, buddy. Sorry about that. Yeah, so again, viruses have a purpose. Viruses don't exist without a host to exist within. So the fact that the virus inserted into the germline does not mean that it changes from a virus to an endogenous retrovirus. That's just the way you classify it, okay? Again, these have purposes these viruses when reactivated the ervs that you're talking about when they're reactivated we find out that they have a purpose if they just inserted themselves for no reason at all they would not have a purpose that is almost essential to the human or the bat or the monkey's existence so you can put your assumptions on the ervs but at the end of the day, it's still just a virus that happened to insert itself in the germline. And when resurrected, it has a purpose as designed. Yeah, when resurrected, it has the purpose to replicate itself, like every other virus does. Okay? All right. Well, let's move That's on. the purpose of a virus. Let's try to move on to our next question there, fellas. I think we got uh, a lot out of that one as well, which is great. Uh, we're having a lot of fun here. And if you're having fun watching right now, hit the like button. Why won't you? Uh, it, it won't hurt you. Mark Reed. Uh, good old Mark Reed is here. Thanks for hanging out, Mark. I see Ember's hanging out in the chat. Uh, Ozian, uh, Hannah. If I missed anybody, well, uh, I'm the worst, I know. Insufferable Ryan, forgetting you. Well, Mark Reed asks for $5. Why don't you cite any studies of these errors, Jamie? You seem to be claiming a lot, but have no evidence. I challenge you to a debate on evolution. Well, well, hold on. What errors is he talking about? We've talked about a lot of things here. So, um, Mark, I'm reading the chat. So just tell me what errors are you referring to? Well, uh, he did have another question after that saying, if there's a conspiracy, then how did Mary Schweitzer overthrow our understanding of how fossil preservation by finding incredibly degraded collagen? Okay, so you want to do the whole Mary Schweitzer thing. <laughs> when she first came up with, the, when she first came out with this study, she said in the interview on CNN, this seems to suggest that they're not millions of years old. And then with after much scrutiny and probably threats from her own departments, she backtracked and said, oh, wait, this could happen over millions of years if it was encased in iron, even though these fossils were not encased in iron to begin with. But regardless, that in itself proved a whole conspiracy that I've been trying to say is that, yes, the peer reviewed process will shut you down if you don't agree with evolution. 
And I would actually love to debate Mark. Um, so honestly, Mark, you can reach out to Modern Day Debate or Standing for Truth, and let's go ahead and schedule a debate. All right. Well, well what, what can I say? Can I can I answer a thing too? Because you know, if we sorry. if we didn't have conspiracies, now we have conspiracies within conspiracies. Okay, so this is like conspiracy inception. Okay, we're just going <laughs> further and further down the conspiracy line, and everything oh. everything that doesn't agree with us and our made up mind is just a conspiracy. We're just gonna leave it there. It's just a conspiracy. Everything. Are you calling him out a little too much with that? So I'm gonna have to yeah. give Jamie up to thirty seconds <laughs> yeah, to respond. You know, if you guys want to talk about this one a little bit, you know, feel free. So, Jamie, uh, you can respond to that if you like. Now, I mean, I can I can take the insult. I mean, he, all he's been doing this whole time is ad hominems and fallacies. Uh, but there was something yep. I wanted to say before I forgot. Um, you kind of you've been joking this whole night about how everyone thinks you're so annoying. Personally, I kind of like you more than James. I hope James doesn't get offended, <laughs> but I have enjoyed you as the host. <laughs> oh, well, it's almost you. like um, listening to a jazz radio announcer <laughs> is the music the musician in himself yeah oh, thank that. you i appreciate that uh yeah no that, I, I i like that i was gonna say uh the last thing i did that was jazz related was a women in jazz series and i was just <laughs> recording for them and doing some stuff which was a lot of fun I met a lot of really great singers so uh, i appreciate your uh your compliment there jamie and uh i'm sure uh james james has uh James has his own uh, lane that he rides in, right? So uh, I'm glad that there's somebody for everybody because, once again, not everybody's going to like me. Not everybody's going to like James, Amy, Cass, Well, I didn't say I didn't like James. Oh, no, I no, do no, like but... James. Uh, I, <laughs> I like guess... you a little bit more. <laughs> Pref preferences. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's all good. So uh, we'll carry on from there. Uh, skeptics and scoundrels, can you provide a single falsification uh, criterion for creationism? For example, finding a rabbit fossil in Precambrian Iraq would falsify as evolution that's for you there jamie uh yeah so i guess the kind of the first example that comes to mind is we say that the layers of the earth are not millions of years old they were all laid down in a flood so we should find some kind of evidence to explain that and that's exactly what we found from the university of colorado when they did their studies on hydrologic sorting um so yes there is ways to verify things in the bible um, as far as the creationist view. Um, but that's not to say that the entire Bible is scientific, okay? The Bible goes beyond science because it deals with the creator that is outside of science. So when I'm arguing for creation, I'm not saying that the Bible is science and that is the 100% scientific fact. I fully understand that it is a religion. What I'm trying to get the evolutionists to understand is that Evolution is also a religion because they are using faith to rely on it. Their God is time. They're like, they have the exact same structure as my religion, but they want their assumptions to be a scientific fact, whereas my assumptions are not even considered. Yeah, except for the fact that science actually produces results that we use in our lives, right? With, with that small difference. Results. Well, we, we have. We have a lot of things we use uh, uh, evolutionary theory in, right? Like, for example, vaccines. But, you know, you're probably also against vaccines, I'm assuming, uh, right? We, you don't, we don't like that, even, the, even if they, they saved, like, countless lives on, on this earth, right? But we don't care about that. What we care about is saying that there's a big conspiracy. Uh, evolution is a religion, although it has nothing religious in itself. Uh, the scientific process and uh, 
you know, the peer review system uh, is bad because, you know, it doesn't let us lie and mis uh, misinterpret data. Uh, we see hydrologic sorting uh, and we don't see it actually science. happening as you guys are saying. But, you know, we're, we're just going to keep saying things without any providing any kind of evidence for anything we are saying. That's all you're doing. All you did tonight was just assert things with no backup evidence. Well, as much as I'd like to move on to the next super chat, Hold on. I, actually, you've, um, you've, you've invoked him. According so to the chat, I may seconds. have misunderstood the question. Can you repeat the question again? Because it seems like I may have misunderstood what they were asking. Sure thing. So we have, uh, can you provide a single falsification criterion for creationism? For okay, example, um, uh, and then they continue. For example, finding a rabbit fossil in Precambrian rock would falsify evolution. Okay, so basically something that could falsify the creation model, so to say. Um, I would actually need some time to think about that. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, I would have to need. I would need some time to think about what would possibly falsify. That's like me saying, "What do I need to tell you?" to make you stop believing in evolution. Like you're not gonna give me a solid answer because you're firmly on the side of evolution. Um, so yeah, I would need time to think about that to give an actual answer. There's a lot of things you could provide in order to disprove evolution. Like for example, finding the rabbit in the Precambrian -pre layer, okay, of the earth. If you could do that, we could, all of us here, I feel like that we, you know, we, we trust uh, the theory of evolution would say, okay, we were wrong. Let's see, let's see why we were wrong. Maybe there's a God, maybe God did it, right? That thing would literally falsify our position. And we could say, yeah, we are wrong. We wouldn't necessarily say you are okay. right, um, but we would say we are wrong. So here, here's, cause you said the whole, like the whole rabbit thing. I, I understand that. Um, although the layers were put down with hydrologic sorting. So I wouldn't expect a rabbit oh, to be won't. in the same layers anyway. But here's a, here's a good example. Um, in Texas, I don't remember exactly where, um, they found dinosaur footprints next to human footprints. Doesn't that falsify evolution? Oh, no, of course, because it's fake and it's, it's fake news, right? That's what you're going to say, right? It's, it's a lie. It's not true. It's doctored. Yeah, if I, remember, if I remember that specific thing in Texas, yes, that was a made-up stuff by some, by some creationists. Of course yeah. it was. I mean, and now my problem, they try, they try to fake shit for, for their religion. You know, they're trying it was to not do that. Faked. Whatever. It's not fake. The fossils are still there, but okay, if you say you want to discount so, it as fake, it must so, be true. Same thing. Yeah, if you, you say so, it to must accept be true. falsification. That's no, the problem to, with evolution. If you have a paper, you, you can have a paper, and if it's true, if you present all the evidence, all the proof to back up your point, everybody would believe you because you have the proof, right? That's the peer review, and that's the scientific process, <clears> my friend. Again, you're okay. You just said you have to have the peer reviewed paper. And I just explained to you why we don't have the peer reviewed papers because you will not publish them. You will immediately reject them and, and sign them off as, as lunacy, bogus, whatever it is, just like this entire debate. I give you an answer and you're like, yeah, but that's just crazy because creationism. Like, that's not, that's not debunking it. Okay. Well, the reason no, the reason, the reason no credible scientific paper would, 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 would publish your things is because, because they don't produce any kind of results. Any kind of results. All, right. All it produces is just waste, right? 
let's move on to the next super chat coming in uh, from Lucas, a fellow Canadian. Speaking of fellow Canadians, uh, the only other mod that I didn't get to is our new mod, Justin, uh, who's Yahulikin hanging out in our chat there. So uh, also give uh, our new mod lots of love there. Uh, as they navigate through the system of the debate world that is modern-day debate. Jamie, are you able to cite... This is your question, Jamie. Jamie, are you able to cite another dating technic, not radiometric? Oh, um, I mean, not off the top of my head. That's really the only one that they use. But again, I don't really need to radiometrically date something because according to my theory... All of human history, all of the history of the world has been documented by observations from people that existed at that time. Okay, if you look at the book of Genesis, 10 writers, every single one of them were eyewitnesses to the account. Moses compiled them at the end, but there were 10 writers, Adam being one of them, uh, his son, um, uh, was it Seth being one of them, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, I don't have all of them off the top of my head, but according to my worldview, history is dated already from observation. So I don't need to go find more methods of dating. Although I don't accept radiometric dating because of many flaws, I'm not actively going out trying to find a supplement for it. That's one of the biggest things about evolution. Um, I remember Ken Hoven talking about when he would go to these school board meetings and he would debunk these charts that are inaccurate. And they would say, well, in order for us to take it out of the textbooks you have to replace seconds. it with something no i don't have to replace anything i'm just you have to just remove it because it's been debunked so that's basically what you're asking me to do is to give you another way to answer dating okay i don't need to do that for my theory oh, genesis, over there, guys, we just looked at the bible we look in genesis and as he said all those people were like eyewitnesses right so for example adam was an eyewitness to the creation of the universe. I mean, obviously it was before he was created, but he was still an eyewitness to everything that God did before he was created, okay? And uh, I, I still wonder if what Ken Hovid, what Ken Hovid did in those uh, high schools, was it before or after he went to prison? Yeah, but that's a rhetorical Okay, question. bro, low blow, low, low bro, that was pathetic. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let me go ahead and go back to the- Going Adam to prison thing. is pathetic, yes. All right, because you're a Muslim, so you should know Genesis, but I'm not um, I guess you don't. Um, but neither here nor there. Okay. The first, the first writer of Genesis is Adam repeating what God told him. And then the second part that Adam wrote, because it says, these are the generations of the heaven and the earth. That was God's signature. But Adam was the one that wrote it for him. Just like plenty of other prophets that you would have no problem agreeing to as a Muslim. Oh, wait, you said you're not Muslim. My apologies. But still in the beginning, it says that Adam and Eve walked with God. So therefore God could say, this is what happened before you came into existence six days ago, or, or this is what happened six days prior to your existence, five days, whatever it may be. Um, but yes, all of the writers of Genesis were eyewitnesses. Yeah, except by your account, he wasn't an eyewitness. He was just being told that happened. Also, oh, no, no. we have Hold no on, proof. Because I don't think I'm you listened to what right I just now. said. Just one second there, Jamie. Oh, no, because you're trying respond. to change what I said. There's oh. two parts. You said they the walked with God. Well, let in the beginning the was the heaven seconds. and the earth, and then in the beginning, at or, or these are the generations of the heaven and the earth, and then these are the generations of Adam. Now, the running theory is that these are the generations of the heaven and the earth. That was God saying what happened on the six days, but it's he was not. telling Adam, and Adam wrote it. So God is the eyewitness. 
Next, the second part after these are the generations of the heaven and the earth, you see that the sign off is these are the generations of Adam. So the second part was Adam directly stating the Garden of Eden. The first part was God directly stating it to Adam and having him write it down. So yes, there that was still an eyewitness account. Yeah, but that's not what you said. You said that the authors, the people that wrote the Bible were eyewitnesses. Okay. So yeah, maybe maybe next time be a bit more careful about the words you're choosing when you're talking about these things. Uh, still, we have no proof that uh, Adam ever existed. We have no proof of anybody that wrote the Bible. Uh, all the biblical scholars know that Moses did not exist. Right, it's just an invention. Like we know all this, right? And it's not me saying it. You it's don't know it. You assume scholars. it because biblical scholars so are saying it. But of course, in your view, those biblical scholars are just heretics and uh, whatnot, right? They yeah, believe if they in call themselves a biblical the scholar and then say, "But the Bible is wrong," they're not a biblical scholar. Yes, they're and a of course, there's a big there's a big conspiracy with them saying that. Of yeah, course, because is. obviously we you keep need, pretending course, that conspiracy no. is a fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conspiracies are very real. You need mm. to wrap your liberal mind around that. Conspiracies do exist. Hitler yeah, because and the I even said were I'm liberal, a conspiracy. Right? I mean, okay, yeah. Mao Zedong and the Great Leap that was a conspiracy oh. to exterminate millions of people in China. They still happened, and they still were real historical events. Stop trying to say. It's a conspiracy as if that means it's a fantasy. Conspiracies are real. Grow up and do some research. Okay, so there was no conspiracy in writing the Bible, but everything else outside the Bible, that's a conspiracy. But everything oh, no, that's in, in, the Bible, in the Bible, there's no conspiracy. Yeah, because that's why we have 500 fake Bibles. Because they oh, are there's okay, so there's only one good Bible and all the others are just fake. Okay. No, no, absolutely. Cool. That's not what I'm saying at all. Cool story. There's 500 yeah. different versions that say different things. If they are mm -hmm. different, they are not the same. So therefore, you can't have 500 books saying different things, and they all are the same thing, okay? And how, so yes, you, how do you decide which Bible. one is true? Which one do you decide? How do you decide which one okay. is true and which so one is not? So we're deviating from evolution, but I will answer this briefly, okay? I mean, you brought up the Bible and history. If you look at Genesis. the history in the Bible first, first you look at Acts, and Acts says where the church started, okay? The church started in Antioch. So therefore, you can trace all of the Bibles that were written from then. Now, they weren't written as the complete Bible. There were one book here, one book there, all buried out. But what happened was in the 1600s, we gathered all of the documentation. We got different camps of religions together. We had the Protestants, the Puritans. Um, uh, Lose it. I've just lost my train of thought. Lutherans, on that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Puritans, all these different, all these different branches that disagreed, and we said, "Hey, here's all of the different versions of the Bible translated into English, and everyone has to agree on it." And that's how we came to the perfect version, the perfect translation of the scripture, which is, which is uh, the King James version. James James, of course, of course, obviously, is the King James. But, I mean, for it's English. not exactly. Right. Hold on, hold it, on. It doesn't happen for English. Yeah. All right. For Before English. we get okay. to but it, it didn't happen the way you said it, though. All right. That's exactly how it happened. You know nothing about the King James process if you don't think it happened okay. that way. Because I can pull okay. up every single scholar in that process. Yeah. I can right. pull up the rules. Yeah, that yeah. They but had that to being said, Jamie. That being said, when you were talking earlier, we we're not talking about the New Testament, right? You we were talking about Genesis because the question was, how do you know? And you literally said Genesis 1, Genesis 2, whatever, right? Genesis, right? So, and then you said, oh, there's 10 authors. And I said, oh, there's no authors. We don't know anything. And you said, oh, no, we do. How do you know? Well, no, my thing was, I, the question was, do I have another form of dating? 
And I said, I don't need another form of dating because I have because a form you have of dating in my theory. Yes, the dating method that I have is what the Bible says. I take the Bible as authority. Now, I'm not saying okay. that everything in the Bible is science. The Bible is not a science book. It goes beyond science. It goes beyond the knowledge yes, of humans science. Yes. because right. humans still are coming to Ten understand biblical truths okay the bible has made plenty of scientific predictions that zero that yeah. humans that humans did not discover until hundreds of years later that's time there yeah, i do want to ask this next question so that we can get back on our topic clarence tompkins says hey jamie uh one i think evolution doesn't have an end goal and can make predictions like a tectonic and human chromosome two Question or a statement? Two, ID doesn't give any evidence, just says evolution is false. ID meaning intelligent design. Which is creationism, just so we can clarify. It's the same thing. Okay, um, say the first part again. First part, evolution doesn't have an end goal and can make predictions like tectonic and human chromosome. Chromosome. Okay, chromosome? so human chromosomes, again... All of this whole DNA argument can easily be boiled down to design. Um, but as far as Tiktaalik, that has a proven fraud. But of course, all of the evidence that's been brought up that Tiktaalik <laughs> is a fraud has been suppressed and rejected because it doesn't agree with evolution. So again, the end goal of evolution is to get God out of people's worldview. That's the whole end goal of evolution. And it has succeeded because for 12 years, people have been indoctrinated into a godless religion of evolution. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's the leitmotiv of the evening. Everything is a conspiracy uh, against uh, intelligent design, creationism, however you want to call it. No, not I will, everything I is will a conspiracy, repeat, just evolution. Sorry, I was talking. Please let me answer, okay? I no, will, I will though, yeah, I, I will repeat what uh, Michael Behe said, creationist, by the way. There are no peer-reviewed articles by anyone advocating for intelligent design supported by pertinent experiments or calculations which provide detailed, rigorous accounts of how intelligent design of any biological systems occurred. Okay, not me saying it. Not a you know evolutionist, a creationist. Like I've already you. answered this five times. The reason there's no peer reviewed is because the people that peer review will not accept anything that goes against evolution. End of story. That's not what he's saying. It's not what he's saying. I don't care what he's could, saying. He could he just go said there's no have peer a peer review article. And I'm telling you why there's no peer review papers. There, you can, you can lean on that all you want, but it does not matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. giving you the reason why there is no peer reviewed papers and you don't want to accept it because, oh, a conspiracy. Like, dude, a conspiracy. Right? It is. The it one is. word absolutely the is. one word that did not appear anywhere in Michael Behe's uh, testimony in that trial is the word conspiracy. He never once said or brought proof of how a conspiracy is preventing him from, from publishing any uh, paper in a peer-reviewed article uh, uh, journal, right? He never said that once. Why? Because he was that doesn't under mean it oath didn't happen. and he was forced by, the, by, by being under oath to say, to tell the truth, okay? Not to lie and misrepresent uh, the data. All right. Well, we'll try to move on from there. I know there's all <laughs> kinds of thoughts, but it seems like we might be getting into a, a, a slightly different debate, which is fine. Uh, you know, I think our audience is enjoying it regardless. Uh, Mark Reed for $5. Thanks again, Mark Reed, for uh, your uh, your support. After show on Mark Reed Atheism, continue the debate. Uh, so I, when Mark Reed sent that, uh, 
he he actually sent me the link and then I messaged him and said, are you going to cross stream over <laughs> on Ozians? Because they hate it when I say that. So uh, he canceled his stream and he's going to be hanging over with us uh, at Ozians. So I'm going to put the link in the description there. So uh, I don't know, Daniel uh, or Jamie, if you'll be available after the Q&A to join us over there, but you'll be welcome to. Uh, for certain so let me just put that in the chat and let's continue on cool biko for ten dollars spends entire life memorizing a book dies of dysentery uh, what say that again <laughs> they made another declaration more of like a statement cool biko so i'll remind you cool biko's last question was do, 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 let me just scroll up here it is a fact that humans are evolving to be taller than they were in the past, and girls are entering puberty earlier in life. Uh, so something in that spurred this question, which is, spends entire life memorizing a book, dies of dysentery. I'm not sure if you guys can get much out of that. <laughs> well, I think I can, but you know, he, he's, he's right, okay? Because we, if we take all our scientific uh, knowledge from books like the Bible or any other uh, you know, religious text, we will just die of dysentery and we would do bloodletting and we would kill pigeons to, you know, uh, cure disease, right? That's it. And we will just die because that's not working. And the only thing that's working is actually science and the scientific method and, uh, you know, doing, uh, dealing with actual facts, not with fantasy. Yeah, so a lot of what he just said was just complete lies about the Bible. Yeah. The Bible does not promote uh, bloodletting, okay? So I, I literally said or other texts right religious texts yeah. i okay, didn't just you're, say you're the pointing bible. at the bible though so i don't really the pigeon though is true. try to deviate from it okay the bible does not the promote bloodletting so stop trying to attach it to that uh the sacrifices in the old days of leviticus the levitical laws right these sacrifices they were a picture of the messiah to come so they don't that's why we don't do them anymore and if you do the sacrifices then you are essentially saying that the messiah did not come and you're rejecting him um, so yes, those laws are not a way of curing illness. Okay. If you were healed of leprosy, then you did the sacrifice to God as, um, as a Thanksgiving. Okay. The sacrifice itself did not cure the leprosy. Okay. Now, if you want to get into like arguing miracles, obviously I would say God is outside of science because he's outside of creation. So he can do any miracles he wants. So the whole like miracle thing, like you can argue that that's, not scientific and i will agree that's not scientific it's beyond science because god is beyond science and he's better than science and science is still trying to catch up to him all right 15 seconds back over to you daniel and we'll move on to the next question there yeah, we, we're trying so hard to catch up to to the bible that we see it uh, we don't even see it in the rearview mirrors that's how much we are trying to catch up to the bible right. yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah what can i say so this next one's coming in. Member chat uh, from our own national treasure, Ozian Talk says, intelligent design is false. We have a declaration. Was I supposed to do that with a voice? I don't know, but I'll move on from there. You can't bait me tonight. All right, Ember, good buddy Ember there. Uh, hopefully we'll see you in a little bit there. Eric said, what would falsify creation? No answer, question mark. So he's asking, uh, what would falsify your, uh, your uh, well, what would falsify creation uh, in your worldview? Yeah, we kind of already got that answer or that question earlier. And I said, I would honestly have to think about that to, you know, like 
just like I would say, what would falsify evolution? And you'll basically say, oh, well, you know, show you. us something that doesn't make sense scientifically, like a rabbit being hydrologically sorted in the same layer as a whale. Okay. According to science, if, if the layers are put down, according to the creation model with hydrologic sorting, we wouldn't see that. So therefore, you're giving us a false example that doesn't make sense in our own model. Okay. So I would have to think about what would exactly falsify creation. Um, but as far as what would falsify evolution, I would love to hear your answer on that from a logical standpoint. All right. Well, as I, as I said earlier, right, because I already answered this question, what would falsify uh, evolution? I was uh, answering directly to the question. If we saw a rabbit in the Precambrian layer, that would falsify evolution. Unfortunately for the creationists, we don't because reality is reality and we can test it and we can see it and we can know that a rabbit will never appear in the Precambrian layer. According to the creation Unless model, it somebody either. just put it there, right? So and we will know that because if somebody put it there, we have radiometric uh, okay. uh, dating techniques to know exactly when that rabbit lived. So yeah, you can you can try, but we, I already said it. What would disprove, right? What would falsify evolution? There's a lot of things that can falsify evolution. Give me another right? one, right? And we, because I already told you the rabbit, it it makes sense. It, it aligns with our theory as well. Hydrologic sorting would not put a rabbit in the same layer as a whale, okay, or as a whatever layer you want to call it, okay. So the hydrologic sorting explains the order of everything in the fossils. So I mean, literally it doesn't. I mean, you can, you me can something. say it does. Well, it doesn't. Well, let them wrap it up. No, hydrologic sorting absolutely uh, does. And if you don't no, understand doesn't. that, go Please watch on, the video Dale. from the University you, of Colorado. Yeah, you see, the, the way people do science is not on YouTube or through videos, right? They do it through papers, right? And in papers, you can you can present the data, you can analyze the data, you can present everything in that paper, right? That's how it's being done. If you're doing it on YouTube, I'm sorry, but it's not real science, okay? Real science is not being done like that. Hydrologic, hydrologic sorting, sorting came does from not the University of Colorado and funded second, by the United States Navy. All right, we're gonna- Not creationist. We're gonna give okay. you another- Let me know when you find the rabbit, okay? No, no, just let me know when you find the rabbit because that would disprove our, uh, you know, our side. Right. Unfortunately oh. for you, you will never be able to find that rabbit because it makes sense in our in our worldview as well. Yeah, but then find it. If it makes sense in your worldview, just find it. Show us the rabbit. You are not understanding the layer that the rabbit is in right now. It aligns with hydrologic sorting. So therefore, I mean, I it literally does show you something that doesn't make sense. What in is my hydrological own sorting? Hydrological tell sorting. Us. Tell us okay. what Do you is. want me to pull up the video from the University of Colorado? Oh, I want where you to tell me this entire because if you understand study. it, study. Yes, you can, you can hydrologic sorting is the process of if there was a giant global flood, mm -hmm. then all of these layers would be laid down simultaneously in a mm -hmm. horizontal direction, not a top to bottom direction, a left to right direction, horizontally. And with that, animals would be laid down by a series of different variables. Some of the variables could be where they were at the time of the flood. Um, you know, like example, for example, oysters were at the bottom of the ocean. So therefore we see them at the bottom of the ocean. We also see them at the top of the mountains because the Bible says that the waters, the valley sank in and the mountains rose up. So we would expect oysters at the top as well, or clams. I'm sorry, not oysters, clams. 15 seconds. But as far as hydrologic sorting, there would be, um, the, uh, bone density is a variable to why they're in what layers they're in. 
uh, where they were at at the time of the flood is another example of that. There's di many different variables. You're trying to you're trying to make uh, you're trying to make a catastrophic flood have some kind of like method to it. There really isn't a method other than the sorting variables that I just listed. I mean, I mean, it's crazy how that bone density, as you say, is like it's a factor. But yet we don't see rabbits like below dinosaurs, right? Which were like much bigger. A lot of them had much bigger bone density, right? Than 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 rabbits, right? Uh, obviously, you're 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 just totally ignoring like geology and how plate tectonic works, right? Because it's just in the Bible, I guess. And you know, there's eyewitnesses that saw that that God did the mountains or whatever, right? And this is just nonsense. I'm sorry. Oh. It's like. It's not how it works. We love reality. We'll move on from there. I know there's a huge urge to respond, but we got a couple more questions coming in here. And I, I know that we only consented to so much time, uh, you know, when we initially pitched this debate. So we'll try to carry on through these questions and get these fellows out of here at a decent uh, time. Uh, if they got other things they'd rather be doing uh, than hanging out here. But, uh, you know, if you're having fun and enjoying hanging out, hit that like button. We always appreciate that. Ember says, if humans came from dirt... Why is there still dirt? I've got a job, dirt. That's all I thought when I saw that. If humans came from dirt, why is there still dirt? Well, the whole humans coming from dirt, I'm assuming that's pointing at creation. And again, I would say that it's, we don't believe in evolution. So dirt can exist and humans can exist simultaneously. It, it, that's just how the creator made us. Okay, the creator took the dirt formed us out of the mud, breathed life into us, and now we have life. That's our, that's our assumption for how life started. Give me the abiogenesis theory, okay? There's 50 different variations and none of them have been proven. So again, we both have our assumptions. That doesn't mean it's science. Yeah, right. Because you know, guys, guys, so the thing is- 10 seconds, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, it's like dirt can still exist, but chimpanzees, no, right? If there's chimpanzees, there, there shouldn't be. But dirt, right. yes. Chimpanzees, no. That's it. It's the conspiracy. Well, I don't believe right. it evolved. So that's what you're not understanding is I'm not saying it evolved from dirt. I'm saying yeah. we took, God took the material and created something. Ten that's seconds. not evolution. That's creation. Okay. You are so stuck in the evolutionary thinking. Yeah. You can't think outside of evolution. Otherwise, you yeah. would understand that I'm not teaching evolution. I'm teaching creation. Yeah, just I like, can't stop just like using we can facts. Take, I know. Just right, like please. we can take iron ore out of the ground, yeah. smelt it and form it into a car, that doesn't mean it evolved from the iron ore. We created it from the iron ore. Same thing with God and the humans. All right. Well, let's move on to the next super chat there. And thank you for all the super chats. Keep them coming in. Uh, and we'll try to get as much out of them as we can without uh, getting directly back maybe into some of the other things that we've talked about, uh, which is fine as long as we're getting into new stuff. So uh, Lucas for $5 says, Jamie, by not being able to answer dendrochronology, you failed at fifth grade science question. I'm sorry, what did, you, what did you say? Not being able to answer dendrochronology, you failed at a fifth grade science question. <clears throat> okay. If, that, that's what he, if that's what he wants to say, so be it. I'm sorry, I, I don't think we even touched on dendrochronology, so I, I don't think it's fair to, to ask him about a thing that we didn't actually discuss at all in this uh, debate. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I'm a musician. I don't know anything. I had to look it up. Uh, tree rings. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's tree rings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. did not talk about that. to Mike. Make noise. Oh, there's one thing I want to point out because uh, everyone in the chat uh, seems to think it's hilarious that I said you can't think outside of evolution, um, as if I've always been a creationist. To just let everyone know my background, I was not a creationist ten years ago. I was a I was very into the idea of evolution and this idea that we came from nothing and evolved into everything and there's no God and we can do whatever we want and make our own rules. So for a very long time, I was an evolutionist. And then I thought outside of evolution and found something that makes more sense. Okay. So no, I haven't always been a creationist. I can think outside of creation, but every time I do think outside of creation, it just falls flat because evolution is ridiculous. All right. Well, uh, I mean, honestly, that's the same thing with me. Like years and years ago, I was a creationist. And uh, eventually, yeah, eventually I went to first grade and I stopped being a creationist. All right. Well, <laughs> right spicy right at the end there. You couldn't. I I knew we should just move on to the next one. But you were just <laughs> like, let me just. No, it's OK. I let him go. I He's new you. to debating, so he doesn't understand how like. You know the level of yeah, like and all the that goes, and that's why we kind of get yeah. hostile. Well, I thought that was I thought that was fun, but you know, as long as we're all having a good time and we we you know, at the end of the day, I think we'll all walk away from this and we'll uh, be able to communicate again because uh, it's been a great time. I'm never mad at anyone, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just so you know, like I, I come off aggressive, right? Okay, uh, no, no, don't worry about it. I I come my, off my aggressive, skin, my but skin I have, is very thick. I have no hatred towards any of the evolutionists out there. I hate the. No, I, I'm pretty sure I come out as uh, aggressive too, so it's fine. Yeah. But I'm very passionate about the things I'm talking right. about. Same thing here. I'm passionate, passionate, but the thing is, I don't I like hate it. evolutionists. I hate the theory, but evolutionists. I love all of you. I hope you all come to know your creator and you accept his gift of free salvation. But... I know my mom. Right. I know my right. mom and my dad. So right. Right, well, at let's the end of the day, I don't hate me. you guys, okay? I just hate evolution. <laughs> well, let's move into our next one there. Uh, you know, lots of love in the chat there. Hit the like button. Uh, we're all a bunch of lovely people. Big Thang Flying Wayne says, more likely all Bibles are false versus one being true. Thoughts, Jamie? Uh, if you want to do a debate on Bible versions... I would love to do that debate, but so far no one has been wanting to do that debate. So we don't do the debate. <laughs> it seems evolution is the one that people want to see. So that's why we're here. Well, maybe we can change that and uh, find something for you that'll suit that fancy. So uh, let's move into skeptics and scoundrels says, Jamie, is it possible even remotely for one God to exist two Genesis to be figurative and three evolution be the mechanism God used to diversify life. Um, so yeah, this is the, um, the basically the uh, argument of theistic evolution. And I will say it is possible. I mean, God can create however he wants to create, but that's not what the Bible teaches. And when people take, when people say that Genesis is, not figurative they're reading it outside of the context it was written in because the context of genesis clearly states that it is literal so i mean you can look at it as figurative if you want but you are rejecting the the way that it was written which was literal not figurative All so right. it is possible but i just don't think that that's correct 
All right, this one will be more for the both of you coming in from Dr. Dino, paleontologist here. Hydraulic sorting does not explain what we see in the rock record. Also, Jamie, stop listening to Kent Hovind. Coming from the person who literally mimics his name. <laughs> um, no, I saw uh, Doc Hovind. I just versus... like his voice, you know? <laughs> yeah, I saw Doc Hovind versus Dr. Hovind. It was pretty funny. He's a smart guy, but again, thoroughly indoctrinated with evolution. Um, so yeah, I would actually enjoy having a conversation with him, maybe on an open discussion or a debate in the future. So if you're still watching, you know, if you're up for it, feel free to reach out to uh, James or Donnie and we can set that up, Dr. Dino or Dykdo Dino. <laughs> That's how I see it when I read it. It's just, it just comes out that way in my head. That's no problem. Yeah, so Dr. Dino, I'm really sorry for you. That you were indoctrinated by facts, logic, science, all that, uh, all that crazy stuff, all that crazy stuff that you know the evolution indoctrinated you with. So uh, yeah, maybe it's time to to come to God. Yeah, believe those uh, eyewitnesses from the Bible, especially Adam. Really good eyewitness. All right. Well, let's move on there. Uh, thank you for your super chat. Uh, Frankenstein says, Jamie, it may help you to look up the Dunning-Kruger effect. You may find you have already been given the criteria to disprove your belief. The trick question went over your head. Mm, I don't know if that's something that we can really engage with too much. Do you have any thoughts about Frankenstein's <coughs> slight? No, I've been reading his comments throughout the throughout the debate, and so I'm just not even going to talk to this guy. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not bringing anything to the table other than you know well, I, jokes and yeah. insults. Well, he did he did uh, put in uh, quite a good super chat there, so I will and maybe for like a second if you wanted to take a moment to talk about what the Dunning-Kruger effect is for our audience as you fellas understand it. I'll give you a minute. No, I'm, I don't see the point in, in talking about it. All right. Do you have any thoughts there, Daniel? What can I say? He, he's been dodging all night. He's going to dodge uh, until the end. So it's fine. Right. He's not, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about facts. He doesn't care about science. He doesn't care about uh, having actual, actual arguments. You know, if we're just going to, to state things as facts, that's, you know, it's not going to, we're not going to go anywhere like that. I never stated anything as a fact. I said, you have your assumptions and I have my assumptions. You want to state yours as a fact, but the, the fact of the matter is yours are just as much assumptions as mine. No, they're not. And I actually, I actually told you why they're not. I'm sorry that you cannot hear like what I, what I'm telling you, but I'm not just asserting stuff because, you know, I'm asserting stuff. And I explained it to you why that's happening. But, you know, if you don't want to listen, you don't want to listen. That's uh, that's on you, not on me. All righty. Last one coming in from Big Fang, Fran Wayne. Jamie, do you have one less rib than a woman? Uh, no, we were not designed with one less rib. That one rib was taken out of Adam alone. Moving forward, everyone else had the full sets of ribs. Everybody else had a full set. Well, you heard it here, everybody. That was our last super chat. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll close out the show from here and we'll give up to one minute for both speakers. Uh, so where you started us out, Jamie, we'll let uh, Daniel start us off. So one minute for you, Daniel, your closing thoughts on our discussion. Well, I think most of the things that uh, needed to be said in this debate were, were said. Uh, I think I made it very clear from the start exactly who has the burden of proof. Uh, all night, all he did was just dodge and uh, 
uh, not what to engage with his burden of proof. Uh, he didn't uh, uh, cite any studies because conspiracy. He didn't cite any facts because conspiracy. He didn't do anything because conspiracy. And eyewitness from the Bible that were actually not white witnesses. And that's about it, right? That's how the, the whole debate went. Uh, this is the creationist side. They're going to lie, intentional or, or unintentional. They're going to misrepresent. And they're going to moan about the fact that uh, everybody else just looks at reality and ignores their ramblings. All righty. Uh, one minute over to you there. Uh, the floor is all yours, Jamie. Your closing thoughts. Yeah, so... Again, I don't hate anyone that believes in evolution. I hate the theory of evolution because what it has done to science and society. As soon as evolution came into the picture, society got worse, not better. And the reason for that is because they are rejecting the creator and the clear instructions for how the creation should be operated. Now, you can mock God all you want. You can mock me all you want. You can make fun of the scriptures all you want. But one day you will bow before the creator and say that he is God. And on that day, I truly hope that you have done it before that day. Okay. You can laugh all you want right now. God is giving you the free I will, do. but you will reach judgment one day. And I pray that you come to realize that before judgment day, because that's when it'll be too late. And at the end okay. of the day, I love you. And that's why I'm doing this. That, that's the whole reason I do these debates is because I care about people enough to not silently sit by while they rush themselves straight into the pits of hell. That is time right there. So excellent. It looks like we have closed off right there. Uh, thank you so much. A big round of virtual applause to uh, Daniel and Jamie, our speakers tonight. Uh, we will be back with more juicy discussions. I'm actually lining something up for tomorrow. So uh, keep an eye out for our upcoming events. Uh, in the meantime, speaking of upcoming events, I know I mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to mention it again. DebateCon 4 is happening in Texas. Get your tickets in the live description right now. It's happening on November 4th and 5th. So if you can be there in person, we would love to see you. I'm going to be there along with a lot of other really cool speakers that you see here at Modern Day Debate. Uh, so don't miss out on that uh, in the link in the description. If you can't make it, we have our crowdfund uh, also linked in the description uh, where you can uh, help support this event, uh, whether that's fees for hotels, speakers, uh, or the venue, etc. We really appreciate all your support here at Modern Day Debate. We love you guys. Uh, and uh, thanks again for everybody for being here. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you.